Yesterday, the Electoral College cast their votes and Joe Biden won. Interestingly, though, many states, seven states, saw the the Republican slate of electors who were not elected to the Electoral College cast procedural votes. That's the way they framed it. And they did this because many of them said they wanted to keep Donald Trump's legal challenges active. We've got Mo Brooks. We got a couple of the Republicans saying they are going to dispute Joe Biden's electoral votes come January 6th. Now, the mainstream media and many left leaning organizations, media organizations are saying it's over. It ended. Betfair paid out their bets. Much Trump supporters are really angry about that. And even Newsmax, Mitch McConnell, they've both said it's over. Joe Biden won, which is weird because January 6th hasn't happened yet. And the votes actually haven't actually been counted. And we're actually being told by members of Congress, they are going to dispute this. Not that I think it's going to play out well. Interestingly, though, Mitch McConnell is now essentially begging Republicans not to object. So Mitch McConnell never really had uh, Trump's best interests at heart. And that's obvious because he's just another political establishment crony. And I'm pretty sure Trump supporters are going to go nuts on him. So we'll talk about this. We've got some information pertaining to Michigan. They're, they're uh, issuing some subpoenas. Maybe there will be something coming out of these investigations. We'll see how that plays out. We've got a bunch of other stories. We're going to be talking a bit about Julian Assange as well. We're hanging out with Cassandra Fairbanks. Hey. How's it going, Cassandra? Good. Do you want to just like briefly explain who you are? I am a reporter for Gateway Pundit. I am also a really big supporter of WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. And yeah. And there's some, is, there's news today, right? Yes, Julian Assange has formally requested a pardon from President Donald Trump. Is he going to get it? I don't know. I hope Ooh, so. It's going to get spicy. We'll talk about it. We're also hanging out with Luke Rakowski, of course, who lives in my parking lot now. Yeah, what's the name of that uncle that lives in the RV in the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation I don't movie? Know. <laughs> How old are you? He's that guy. Well, well, well that, Eddie, that guy. Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> uncle Eddie. I, I am Uncle Eddie. He is my spirit animal, but I also run the YouTube channel We Are Changed. Thanks for having me. What about the guy from uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite? He's got his uncle's got the RV. Rico? Is that his name? It's always uncle, an uncle Rico. Yeah. Uncle Rico. That's great. <laughs> Ian's hanging out. Hi, everyone. We, 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 uh, we, we moved him up. He has a new setup. I think I might be a little blue. A little yeah, dark. I don't know what's going yeah. on. This camera is just, just giving us the business. Uh, and of course, Lydia's producing. She's putting buttons. You're in the corner. Pushing, pushing, pushing buttons. buttons. Putting buttons. Pushing all of the important buttons. <laughs> so, uh, man, we got, we, got, we got a bit to talk about. And we're going to hang out and have a good time. So, if you haven't already, smash that like button. Give it a little tap. It's a little thumbs up symbol. Yeah, you know, tap that. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. We are live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Check us out on all podcast platforms. Let's first. Let's just read a bit of this first story so we can uh, get to ragging on Republicans. It's from the Daily Mail. Forget Trump and move on. Mitch McConnell pleads with his senators not to force ugly vote in Congress on Joe Biden's Electoral College victory, warning them that it would split the party despite president's demands for a last ditch fight to overturn election. They say he said it was a terrible vote because Republicans would ultimately have to vote it down and would appear like an anti-Trump move. Alabama. Oh, seriously, don't support Trump because it'll look like we're anti-Trump. Alabama Representative Mo Brooks said he will formally challenge the Electoral College votes during congressional election certification on January 6th. He insisted Tuesday that if all legal votes were counted and all illegal votes were thrown out, Trump would emerge as the real Electoral College winner. Trump reposted an article Tuesday with Brooks comments. A senator would need to join Brooks and others in the House to officially launch deliberations on an Electoral College vote challenge. McConnell's For the first time on Tuesday, called Joe Biden the president-elect following the Electoral College cementing his victory on Monday. The Electoral College has spoken, McConnell said, on the Senate floor. So today, I want to congratulate president-elect Joe Biden. So this is why it matters. You've got a ton of Republicans in the House that are saying straight up, we're going to issue a challenge. 
They need a Republican senator to sign on with them. If these, okay, so we, we have these unofficial uh, electoral votes. It is what should have been, or I'm sorry, what would have been the Republican elector slates decided to cast what they called procedural votes in the event that something happens and these, and these elections are overturned, then they'll have those votes cast and available for certification. If Mike Pence wants to potentially count those votes Theoretically, I guess he can. Maybe it'll go to the Supreme Court or they'll probably just throw it in the garbage. I mean, they're unofficial. And look, the establishment very much is not in favor of Trump. But Mike Pence is going to have to choose for himself. I mean, he's running as well. If the Senate Republicans vote to and they, they choose these seven unofficial procedural votes for some reason, maybe some information comes out and the House chooses the official Electoral College as it stands now. Then you've got a disputed election with both chambers disagreeing. And I don't know how Mike Pence would decide. But if there's no dispute among any of these votes, then I don't see how this is. we get anything other than Joe Biden winning. So I don't know what you guys think, but I am not surprised Mitch McConnell is basically saying don't support Trump in this effort. Just let it go. Joe Biden won. What, what do you think? I mean, Cassandra, you're a Trump supporter, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, there is precedent for those procedural votes going in in 1960 when um, John F. Kennedy was running. Um, They did a procedural vote away from the Democratic slate in Hawaii, I believe. And 11 days after the certification, they ended up uh, up getting moving it to Kennedy. This was uh, the the Republicans claimed they won. They were like, we won. Certification's over. Bam. They stamped the the official uh, certified vote. And sent the Republican votes to Congress while legal challenges were still pending. A recount 11 days later found actually you didn't win. So they had to then take the other procedural votes and then certify them. Richard Nixon got both both votes, both stamped the governor's approval. And he said, we're going to count the Democrat ones because of what happened. So that's possible. It could happen right now. And it's really funny. I actually did a video the other day talking about this and Facebook, I got one of those fake news flags saying my, <laughs> but that, that, so I, like, I basically said in the beginning of my video, these votes right now, they're, they're unofficial. They're not from the, you know, the governor, but 1960 years would happen. So look, my personal opinion is I don't think it's going to work. I think they'll likely be thrown out. And it was probably, you know, like a symbolic vote. Maybe Mike Pence says these are not officially certified. I'm not going to count them. They labeled it fake news. Actually, I got it lifted though. I emailed saying like, what was wrong about anything I said? And they're like, oh, well, I guess you're right. And then they removed it. But it's, I bring that up because it's really weird. It literally happened. Yeah. Like the, the, so you have these different uh, electors and people voted for them. The Democrat electors were the ones who were chosen to go to state house and cast votes. But the Republican electors who didn't, I, I, I guess they're arguing that they're not electors, they're electoral candidates. Right. That's what they, they claimed yeah. on my Right, right, right. So speaking, speaking, some, it's like a semantic argument. Yeah. You know what we mean. Fine. Electoral candidates for the Republican cast a procedural vote. So it's on record and they're trying to shove it under the rugs. It's not happening. But even now, if Mitch McConnell's on board, Newsmax is saying it. Betfair. This is really funny. Betfair closed the the betting and paid out everybody who bet on Joe Biden, even though January 6th is the official constitutional day. And it's so people this is this is interesting. Betfair said that in the event Trump does somehow become president, they'll revisit this. So now Trump supporters saying Betfair just placed a billion dollar bet that Joe Biden is does have it. I think it's a fair bet, to be honest. But it is kind of interesting that they're, you know, willing to actually stake that 
considering January yeah, says hasn't come. I think they would have just waited. It would be so much easier just to It's just a couple wait. weeks. <laughs> just don't even like it's a couple weeks back. It's a couple weeks till uh, uh, or, or you could wait till inauguration day. Is it cuz they wanted to flesh out their books before the turn of the the year? Yeah, could Probably. be. Yep. Close out the books before the year's over. Yeah. How interesting would that be if like come January 6th something happens? Not only that, what if you know so Joe Biden was coughing, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, wow. saw Joe, Bi- Joe yeah. Biden coughing and they were like he's got he's got covid, right? Goof. What if the next president is Kamala Harris? And Betfair is just like, oh, no, everybody bet wrong. And then they got to give it to all the Kamala people. Well, the Senate minority leader comments are pretty interesting. Chuck Schumer said that the Republicans should follow McConnell's lead and acknowledge that Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. And very interestingly, we also have to acknowledge Susan Collins and Mitt Romney are congratulating Joe Biden for his presidency. While, of course, yes, no. yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mitt, Mitt Romney right? is is the, is the bastion of of, of <laughs> conservatism, conservatism yeah. in this country. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mitt Romney. That that that's why it's, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Look, you've got what? Uh, who you say, Murkowski and and, and no, uh, Susan Co- Susan oh, Collins and yeah. Mitt Romney. Well, Mc, Murkowski, Murkowski's probably going to you know be yeah. on board with them as well. So what happens if these you know procedural votes do somehow make it to the electoral you know, to Congress, you've got right there. These Republicans are going to be like, nah, yeah, nah, it's Biden. The GOP Long- is weak. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a GOP. It still exists. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no idea. <laughs> well, I think this is their end. Mitch McConnell yeah. just stood up and said, listen, if you're a Trump supporter who helped Republicans get elected, uh, I have a knife. Just turn around and let me put it in your back. Stab you. And that's exactly what Mitch McConnell did because people it, look. At the very least, they're just saying, please fight for us like we fought for you. Okay, maybe Trump's not going to win. Maybe all, you know, th- th- that's how many of them feel. But at least give people the courtesy of saying, if we're going to turn out for you and get you guys elected, you can do, you can, you can fight to the bitter end for Trump. These constitutional procedures, they can challenge the votes, they can lose, and they can say, look, we tried, we did everything. No, he's already like, bye-bye. And the best part is, a couple weeks out from the Georgia runoffs, how many people now are going to be like, sacrifice the Senate? Yeah, Don't I, let Republicans win. I mean, I've been debating this internally for some time now because I, you know, writing for Gateway and stuff, it's like I've had a lot of pressure to write pro, you know, pro Georgia articles, like being like, hey, go, go vote. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm like, Good. what has the GOP done for us? Like, why should I do anything for them? I'm not writing any of this. I you're, don't care. But you're not a Republican, right? No. Yeah. I'm a Trump I, supporter. I am. I am not a Republican. I voted for Trump. I support him in a in, in, in a bunch of some of the most important things any president has done, right. especially in my lifetime trying to get our troops out of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. I know Ian drone strikes and all that stuff. You read my mind, Tim. Better <laughs> than Joe Biden. But I don't care. Like that's I'll, a low bar, though. That's a very low <laughs> yeah, bar. If you're low. making arguments saying better than Joe Biden, that's like saying better than like. I mean, yeah, but Kamala Harris is under that bar, so scraping your private parts on I, family friendly show. We're not going to go in there. But I'm thinking of this one meme that I just saw recently, and it's a Rick and Morty meme. And Rick is looking at a robot. The robot is looking at him is, and is saying, "What is my purpose?" The robot is the GOP, and yeah. then Rick looks at him and he says. Your only purpose is to sell red hats. That's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. sell red hats. And uh, there's a point to be made there. There's, there's, there's a total fracture of the right that, you know, hasn't been effective. And some people say hasn't even been there and, and hasn't really changed things that much at all. You know, Republicans are really good at the Republican politicians rolling over and exposing their soft underbelly to yeah. Democrats. <laughs> so so yeah. when we had Michael Malice in here with Jones, he brought up a really, really, really interesting point. He said Obama 
wanted uh, Obama got this with Obamacare, the individual mandate, forcing people by law to buy health insurance. Otherwise, you get a fine. He said, OK, where's the where's the right? Where's the Republican saying, OK, then everyone has to buy a gun, too. That's the compromise. If you want universal, everyone buy, is my mandate has to buy health insurance. Well, the Republicans should say everybody has to buy a gun because gun ownership is a big conservative. No, Republicans never do anything like this. Republicans sit back and complain the Democrats did something and then eventually just give in to the Democrats. They everybody says this and I know it's a cliche at this point, but the Republican Party is just the Democrat Party of five years ago. <laughs> they're, all they're doing is supporting things that the Democrats supported five years ago. That's they're true. just behind. In five years, they're going to be like, hey, you want to go to our Republican drag queen story hour? Yeah. Like, Isn't that already happening now? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're going to 100 percent. They're going to in five years, they're going to be like, we think we need credit. Mitch McConnell. Well, I don't know if Mitch McConnell will still be in, in, in office in five anymore. years. How, how old is Mitch McConnell? Old. Old. <laughs> he is indeed. Turtle old. Turtle, he's going to be, he okay, so he'll be really old, older than he is now. I mean, like that, that, that image that went around of his hands, yeah. like that, I feel bad, Dude. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's, I think it's messed up when people made fun of him because he tripped at one time. You guys remember that? Yeah. Because, because he had polio when he was a kid or something, right? Something oh, like I that? Know. I have no idea. Was it not polio? I don't know. He had something so like he has like you know problem with his leg and he tripped and everyone's making fun of him I'm like dude don't do I don't like the guy I never liked the guy but I'm not gonna brag on him or anybody else because they stumbled and you know that's that's messed up but in five years they're gonna be advocating for universal basic income yeah he's gonna, he's gonna be like I've always been in favor of <laughs> universal basic income and all the Republicans are gonna be like well you know it's something I gotta fight for meanwhile the Democrats are in favor of like. The, you know, I don't even know how far left you go at that point. How can you go yeah. further? I don't, I don't know. know. Where, where, they'll, we... they'll manage. They'll, find they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Just and weird. The, the Republicans will manage to continue to lose gracefully. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that. That's 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 what we've got so far. So, what do you guys think? What do you think Trump supporters are going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? Who are you going to vote for? What's like? I don't know. I mean, everybody's propping up uh, Dan Crenshaw for twenty twenty four and Nikki Haley. I would rather I would vote for a literal communist just to make it all <laughs> burn down before I would vote for either of those two neocons. Like I would just be like, burn it all down. Go ahead, you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez or whatever. <laughs> Do your thing. Burn it down. Don't it's care. like the the, the 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 swing, the hard swing back and forth, left and right. Yeah. Send send a message. Vote for AOC. I guess I could see him starting a new political party. I actually saw a poll recently that. I think it was something like 79% of Republicans said they would follow Trump to a new party. He needs to do it. And we need, we need it in this country. The problem is if the left doesn't start their own like progressive party, then it's just going to split the Republican vote. Good. But if, you know, they have the people and they have the support for a progressive party, they could easily do like a Bernie Sanders type party and split the Democrats and then we split the right. And oh, then there would be four. Yeah, a populist anti-establishment party yeah, because yeah. there definitely seems that there is a political realignment and it's not working out in anyone's favor. It's the establishment taking advantage of that and screwing everyone over and people are realizing it. And that's why when me and Tim were talking about earlier today, we were like, I think there's going to be another major Occupy Wall Street movement, as you were telling me, that some people on the far left might join people on the right and come but together like, on but, their disagreements. But not not like they're going to form one group together. Yeah. So we've got the autonomous zone in Portland. 
where armed leftist militias have secured like four square blocks or something and they've set booby traps. You guys see the story? No. They're booby. running around with like AR-15s. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, these people yeah. don't mess around. Like, I mean, you saw what happened in Chaz when they pumped 300 rounds into that white SUV killing those two teenagers. Yeah. Dude, more of that is going to happen. These people in Portland have taken this, this space because there's this house. They call it like the Red House Occupied Zone or whatever, Autonomous Zone. This house was owned by a family and they're now being evicted because they couldn't pay their bills. You know what, man? I'm not uh, I'm not going to defend the, the state or the police on this one. You can't shut people's businesses down. And then the cops come in and tell people they're not allowed to work and then come back months later. Back, now we're taking your house. It's like, nah. Yeah, but didn't that family own another house that they're living in exactly. and get three hundred thousand yep. dollars from GoFundMe? That's correct. So this is where story hearts get interesting. I think it's really cool. They raise the two hundred fifty thousand to pay for the house. Right. Congratulations. That's that's awesome. That's organizing. That's how you, that's how you help people. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. But they do own another house not that far away, which mm-hmm. is why the occupation is just, in my opinion, exploitation. Right. These people find an opportunity to seize territory, and you know take space. So I'm not in favor of them using that as an excuse. But at this point, I I, I don't know, man. Watching all of these cops, you know, enforce these unconstitutional edicts, not even laws, like watching these videos where the cop is like. It's just the law, ma'am. I have to do it. And they're like, what law? There's no law. It was never passed by anybody. The governor just told you to do it. You're doing it. And they do. So I'm like, listen, why, why should I go and defend these blue cities that voted for this stuff, that agree with this stuff, and are now complaining about it? I mean, I feel for the, for the business owners who have you know, lost their businesses, who are having their lives destroyed. Absolutely. But they voted for all these people. But So, so back to Luke's point. In this one town in uh, what's, Washington? Mossy, Mossy Brook. Yeah, in Washington. Yeah. They, the, the mayor basically said, we are not, we are completely in defiance of the COVID lockdowns and everybody can do whatever they want, live their lives like normal. And Patriot Prayer showed up in this big event. That's basically, they're not calling it an autonomous zone, but saying that you are exempt from the state's laws and, and, or, and I'm sorry, not laws, edicts, and you're going to operate independently. It's essentially this, it's, it's, it's similar, not the exact same thing. But what happens now if the state sends in police? to shut it down and start shutting people's businesses down. They're not going to support them. And then what happens when in Washington, they see this autonomous zone in Portland or whatever, why would they defend the cops shutting down that? They're going to be like, I don't care. Leave me alone. We Already on the Donald.win, which is the big Trump supporting Reddit, they're mocking Michigan police officers because they kept out the electors, the, the Republican slate from going into the Capitol building. So I think it's entirely possible. We get to a point where you see more cities like this doing more towns like this doing this stuff. When Biden gets elected, he's going to try and say stuff and the Republicans are going to be or, you know, the people, the regular people are going to be like, nah. And Antifa is going to be like, why would we intervene? And the right's going to be like, why would we intervene with them? We don't live there and we don't have anything to do with them and the way they vote. So then essentially you've got three factions, the establishment political apparatus, the populist left and the populist right. And as the saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. If the left and the right aren't interacting in these towns or cities, why would they be opposed to each other? Yep. And a lot of low information voters are about to get a very rude awakening with the corporatist presidency of Biden that just today announced two major Goldman Sachs executives a part of his administration. And if you look at if you look at his administration, (laughs) it's like who's who's of the family friendly show here of the underworld of the greasiest, nastiest 
swamp creatures that could ever exist that are even more disgusting behind Cassandra's back right there with that cartoon of Joe Biden eating a little baby. That's <laughs> practice. That's 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 somewhat based on reality, but that's a whole other topic of discussion to talk about here. But we're talking about Goldman Sachs. We're talking about big tech. We're talking about big banks. We're talking about big corporatist oh, institutions nice. that are at the helm of major decisions for the United States in the upcoming future. A lot of people are going to have a very rude awakening to that. And with that, I think there's going to be another spur of an Occupy Wall Street movement, which I think is really going to be powerful, really going to be significant and something really to look out Dude, for. You got like 100 million people who hate Biden. Every Trump voter and half of the Democrats. It's just that those half hate Trump more. But once Biden is the target, then they're going to be like, OK, now that we voted for you because we didn't like Trump, we really don't like you, too. Right. I still can't get past the fact that Biden supposedly got more votes than Obama when half of the Democrats hate him. <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. Everyone we had understand. on everyone we had on the show was biting their tongue and saying, yeah, I, I voted for Biden. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. It was, I didn't want to do it. Well, not it. everybody, two well, people. Well, that's everyone that I've been around when I was co-hosting for me. But everyone I talked to has the same sentiment. You know, they were kind. They were bamboozled. They were fooled to believe maybe something. But they knew deep down that something was wrong. And I think most of America knows that. So we're going to see that play out in our social discourse very soon. We already have Black Lives Matter tweeting at the Biden administration like, hey, we were supposed to meet. Hey, guys, what's going on here? A cop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the top prosecutor that sent innocent people away to jail knowingly, knowingly. She knew she knew people were innocent. She still made them rot in jail and ruin their lives. Well, I, mean, I mean, that is it kind cool. of brings me a weird sense of joy because i'm demented yeah. that black lives matter helped get a cop <laughs> like i just love it paradoxical I'm man like, what is, <laughs> that's the craziest thing it's like you know what, what a lot of people we've had on and uh or not even who we've had on but like people who have come here and we've talked when they say they vote for biden i'm like oh yeah why well you know trump's bad for what what do you do mm -hmm. what come on come on come on man <laughs> You can't, you can't, like, I can sit here and I can go through everything Trump's done and his family, and we can talk about the Monuments Clause and his, and his resorts and his businesses. You can talk about shady business dealings and all that stuff. It doesn't compare to no. Joe Biden. Now, if we're going to have, like, you know, a, a turd sandwich versus a giant douche, I understand why people might be like, I don't know, man, I voted for Biden. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if, so these are low information people. A lot of these people are young. Like, we had a dude on the other day, he's 24. He doesn't know anything about the Joe Biden administration. He was like a teenager not paying attention to when Joe Biden and Obama were in and the horrible things they were doing. So it's like, you know, you know, the left was protesting Obama, right? With with, you know, Black Lives Matter started under Obama. Occupy Wall Street was under Obama. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like this great left wing leader that they're telling you now. And Joe Biden was a part of that. It's, it's like you're complaining about systemic racism. Joe Biden's the guy who's been in office for 47 years who made that stuff and, and helped facilitate these wars. You don't got a good reason for voting for the guy. I'm sorry. I understand if you came to me and said I didn't vote for anybody, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. But saying you voted for Biden, nah, there's no excuse. You just didn't know what you were talking about. But then, but, you know, so if, if you got 80 million votes, I think people just were told by the media, you know, orange man bad. They believed it. Well, this Dominion stuff, there might be merit to that Dominion stuff. Well, know? that Roy report that came out, you saw that, Cassandra? Which one? The Antrim report. That said that votes were intended, like those, the machines intentional, had intentional errors. Mm -hmm. So you can't, exp you can't just, you know, the, the traditional culture war arguments don't work on this. Or they're like, oh, the guy's biased. The, the guy, the guy who wrote it's biased. I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything about that. No, I'm sorry. I just read a report. I don't know who that guy is. Well, he's biased. I don't care. Evidence. Investigate the evidence. 
tell me what happened. I don't care about your opinions on politics. It's not going to solve anything. And that's all they have so far. Not, not like anything's going to happen from it. I'm thinking about the inception of Occupy, and that was basically when Obama bailed out um, Fre Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Mm -hmm. um, the big banker bailouts of 2008. That, yeah, trillions of dollars inflated. I don't know how much he inflated the currency, but... Well, there was the national public bailouts, and then there was the secret Federal Reserve bailouts that I talked about with Ben Bernanke, and he got angry and tried to rip away my microphone. Wow. I brought that up. <laughs> wow. I was like, what about the secret trillion dollars that you gave out that no one knows? And then he got mad and livid and literally had me kicked out. And they just did it again with a $3 trillion that they printed in, like, yeah, well, right now, BlackRock is being financed by the Federal Reserve. All of their losses are being subsidized by the Federal Reserve, just printing money and giving it to them right now as the average taxpayer stands by and says, hey, you got anything for me? And then the big banksters are like, printer go burr, no more for you. Printer, printer go broke. burr. Yeah, the, printer the meme broke. Is, yeah, I love there's, memes. There's, there's, yeah. yeah, the meme is a bunch of pigs with, with, with top hats and the guy's cranking the money printer and the money's flying out and he's like screaming and his eyes are bleeding or whatever. And then the capitalist pig is like, it's literally a picture of a pig with like a cop hat and a monocle is like smiling and taking the money. And then below it, it's uh, one of those like really sad looking, you know, guys. And he's all he's like, please need I need money for food. And then, and then there's an angry person holding the thing saying the printer broke. Yes. There's no money for you, but there's money for all the big business. So money went burr in 08, was it when they, they tremendously? So yes. and then two years later, Occupy struck. So now we're looking at the printing now, maybe in a year or in a year and a half, we're going to see another Occupy. But we're already kind of seeing it with these autonomous zones. They just haven't been forced into it. Like people haven't lost their houses. Well, they're starting to. Uh, people are losing their houses. But what, like what, crazy evictions well, are coming what, soon. Man. Occupy didn't have focus. It it lacked the they. A lot of people were down on, on the purpose. Federal Reserve. Yeah, it got it got like muddled. Mm -hmm. A bunch of weird, like, social justice people came in and took over and then made it literally about nothing. But it should have been yeah. about the Federal Reserve and taking back the money supply, I think. It was, it was about Wall Street. It was about occupying Wall Street. Literally, the plan was to go down to, like, Wall and Broad in New York and sit there making demands. It kind of doesn't make sense because people don't know what Wall Street is. There was, I remember we were down there and a bunch of the activists got into, you know, in front of Wall and Broad. They, they, they barricaded it, basically. But people eventually found their way in and some guy came out and he was like, what are you even protesting? And they're like, Wall Street. And he's like, what? Retirement funds? What are you talking about? And I started laughing. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, because Wall Street's a lot of retirement funds, like 401ks and IRAs and stuff. People think it's just like Wall Street just like is, is, a, is a phrase to represent powerful corporate interests. It doesn't necessarily mean it's what Wall Street literally is doing. But that's what the original focus was, that the big banks got these big bailouts and regular people didn't. And so that was the issue. Instead, you know, the older people, the libertarian types, a lot of the Ron Paul types who were there left because guess what? They have jobs. And then the young people who didn't have jobs were sleeping in the park. And then the kids who had apartments in Brooklyn and their parents paid for a couple trust fund kids. I know they're literally trust fund kids, not all of them, but there were some. They had no jobs. So they were like, this is my job now. I'm going to come here and organize. And that was it. Occupy Wall Street became some weird social justice progressive nonsense that made no, made no sense. They, they were, fought for nothing. They were there to bust up fractional reserve banking and the Federal Reserve's fiat. That's not a, but, that but was got, not a statement from anybody. I know. Unfortunately, yeah. it just became about like social justice. But, but that was that was never a stated goal of Occupy Wall Street. But those conversations well, I, did happen. That, and there yeah, were yeah, course, individuals pushing for but that. The, yeah. the, the original call for Occupy was was for uh, uh, was for the far left 
who organized one month before to organize what, what it was going to be and what it was going to look like. And they wanted to occupy Wall Street. And it was for far left causes. There was no official planning organization where they were like the Federal Reserve and fractional banking or whatever. Those conversations happened, especially with the Ron Paul people. So basically what we need to do is tell everybody that Radiohead's going to perform at the Federal Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did. I know. People don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dude, I was, I, was, I was there when that happened. And I remember when they, they announced Radiohead was coming. I was like, That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And thousands of people showed up. Oh. And then the guy's like, okay, before they he, – he's like – we're going to let you know Radiohead's not really playing here, but now that you're here, we're going to do a general assembly. It was actually quite brilliant Yeah, because there's, there's two things. First, the people who were there, I talked to this young woman. I was like, so did you come here for, for Radiohead? And she goes, oh, well, I came um, for Occupy. And I was like, but to like watch Radiohead? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, but they're not coming. She's like, no, but you know, I'm, I'm here for the cause, you know, like not wanting to be, you know, admitting it. So what they got was, they did a general assembly where they got everyone to mindless, mindlessly chant along to what they were saying. So one of the one of the things they do at Occupy is, is the people's mic. The far left does this all the time with their protests, where at a rally someone will say "mic check" and then everyone yells "mic check," and then they'll say they'll start saying something, and everyone repeats it. That actually creates uniformity between people because they're getting people to chant and say these things over and over again. So they have thousands of people show up and then they say "mic check," and then everyone yells and they go, "I think, I think." We should, we should be socialists. And then everyone is chanting, we should be socialists over and over again. So it was effective. It was brilliant. It was evil. It was very a, evil. Amazing. A psychological test that's really famous. And I can't think of the name of it right now, but I was watching it last night um, where they, they show, they put a person in a room with a bunch of actors and they have a poster with different, different lengths of lines. And they'll be like, which two lines are the same? And the actors all conformly, like, they all say the wrong one. And then the, they watch and, like, the, the person who's not an actor the first time will be like, it's B. B and A are the same. And then after a few rounds, he'll start going along with what everybody yep. else said. And, and it's been repeated, like, hundreds of times. People are and it people always, can be dumb, huh? They always conform to what... We, monkey, we, monkey see, monkey do. Well, we, we yeah, talked about this. There was the, the no. there was a viral video where they they did this where they had uh, a doctor's office, and then it's a bunch of actors sitting down, and the non actor the, the the mark walks in, sits down, then you hear a beep, and then all of the actors stand up for about five seconds and then sit back down. So eventually, the the mark the not actor is looking around like, why is everyone standing? Then starts standing up and sitting down with them, not knowing why. Just everybody's doing it. Might as well do it. Eventually, this one guy's like, "What? What are you guys doing?" And he's like, "Just what we're supposed, what we're supposed to do." It's like, okay. So here's the best part: one by one, they removed the actors and started putting in non-actors until everyone who was there had no idea why they were mindlessly standing up and sitting down when the beeps happened. But yep. they just do. And when you, when the guy was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know." Everyone's just doing mm -hmm. it. It's like that's not a good reason to do anything. Yeah, when they did that study with animals, and there's also the other one where they had uh, a patient execute someone, thinking that it was the right thing to do because they had someone in authority tell him right. to do it, and they were pressing well, not a button execute, but that electrocute. they thought well, they were electrocuting someone with higher and higher voltage. Execute. Well, that's a little potato, different. potato. <laughs> well, well, essentially, essentially, lethal. at the end of the study, the guy died. Uh, right, he right, faked right. It, he yes. faked his death, but to the point where the guy was being told what to do, he just kept clicking the button and then executed the guy. So I, I think it's because it's more important for us to adapt than to be right. 
sociologically, historically, for us to survive, it was more important that we had, even if we were doing what we know is wrong, if it's the thing that fits the situation, we would do it. And those would be the people that would survive. So it's like in our DNA to say that the wrong thing is right if everyone else is doing it. Social, um, it's like tribalism. That's what fractional reserve bank, I think that's when people see this fiat fake money printing they machine can't understand going on. that dude well let's explain it a little bit in the 1970 nixon took us off the gold standard and instituted fiat currency so that the federal reserve could print as much money as didn't they, they seize wanted. gold they I, did I, I yeah i remember know. that yeah they, they said like you gotta, you gotta give that. your gold up and taking it from what i know about fractional reserve banking is that if a bank a central bank loans a hundred dollars to a bank uh, then the bank can take 90% of that money and loan it out. And then the person that receives that uh, $90 gets to loan out 90% of that. So they can loan out $81 of that. So you've created from that initial $100, $171. That's how the money supply is expanded. Yeah. The issue is that if you have... like The easiest way to explain but, the, the, the issue what, is... What happens is, so you've created fake money, and then you request interest back on the fake money. So it's this giant pyramid scheme. Right. And eventually the, 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 uh, the interest outweighs the, the, the money supply and then pops. And, yep. but, but the easiest way to explain this, because people are going to be like, I have no idea what that means, is if you have a rare painting, it's worth a bunch of money. If all of a sudden there's complete and exact replicas, like a hundred of them, like let's, let's say this, you got, you, got a, you got a rare Luke Rudkowski original pressing and it's worth just a mere $1,000 because Luke's not you know, necessarily a famous painter. But it's 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 a unique painting made by him worth a thousand bucks. All of a sudden, one day someone opens a vault and there's a thousand of them. Well, now it's not valuable anymore because there's just tons of them. Who wants them? Everybody wants one, gets one, and then nobody's trading them anymore. So when they just keep mass printing money with no st- with with no standard with no backing, then the value is just the confidence of individuals in that system. And what happens is the more they print, the more your values do it. It's inflation. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Well, the, the more- scary thing is right now, if if enough people go to the bank to try to get their money back, they won't be able to. A lot of people think that if they put their money in the bank, it's there and it's kept safe for them. Hmm. It's not. But that's true yeah. with or without fractional reserve. Yes, of, of so, course. But that exer- that makes the problem a little bit worse. Yeah. Well, well, runs, runs on worse. the banks are problems. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. The fact that they can loan out money that they don't have is 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 crazy. That you could that's, borrow they, $100. They, they create and, the money. And, and then loan out 90 of it. And but still keep your hundred. Listen, listen. So Ponzi you, you schemes, create one hundred and ninety dollars yes. from a hundred dollar loan. Ponzi schemes work really great so long as no one dares get that. You know, uh, screw with your system to put it mildly. So the United States, the petrodollar, the fractional reserve system, it's brilliant. We just got to keep printing the money. And we'll keep expanding. And we'll keep growing and keep spending, and and everything's great unless you know someone like Gaddafi comes along and. Wants to trade and what is it? What do you want to trade? Gold dinars. 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 And then yeah. you get a Saddam Hussein who says maybe we should uh, entertain the euro. And then, well, then you have no choice but to, uh, can we drone this guy? <laughs> you know, can we drone this guy? And uh, then what Hillary Clinton say? We came, we saw, he died. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I'm not saying that's exactly why, you know, the official reasons as to why we, you know, drop, bomb, drop bombs on countries is because I guess they're bad people, you know. They hate our freedom. The reason I'm railing on the Fed is because I think if we were going to start a new political party, it would be to repeal the Federal Reserve Act. Like Ron Paul was the closest thing we had to a new political party. But I, I don't I don't think that would work at this point. Oh, you, you, gosh. You, this well, is what other collapse. what other what other unifying message do you think we could? Nobody have? knows about the Federal Reserve or what fractional reserve banking is. And we just it impact their lives. to like 50,000 people. And no one's going to care. 
because it doesn't oh, impact their immediate that. lives. If you if you went on the gold standard right now, a dollar would be worth nothing, like a gold flake. No, going back to the gold standard doesn't make sense. I think that's why you got to yeah, rely so, on crypto. Proof of work. I don't. Maybe Bitcoin. I don't know. Because you can't print infinite amounts of it. There's a finite amount of it in the in the supply. I think the the Trump supporters should start a MAGA party or something like that. And uh, I think they need to stand on principle and do it no matter what. I'm sick and tired of the I'm going to vote for a Republican just because it's better than Democrats, because then you end up with Mitch McConnell, who at a moment's notice is like, Trump, turn around. I got a knife. I got to put here real quick. Can so he, what, what's the point of supporting any of these guys? Can he start the white party? Then the we can have the, the red, the white, and the blue party. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a terrible idea. But it, I don't is know. it going to be too <laughs> racist? White party. <laughs> but we need red, white, and blue. We need white I mean, states. Okay. No, okay. No, okay. no, no, no. I'm not white. <laughs> that's going to get white people. That, you, that's oh, wow. going to get clipped. Wow. I'm being honest. We're pink. I'm like orangish. Yellow, oh. pink. No he one's said, white. It's too late. No one's anymore. The purple party. Uh, you tried, Ian. You tried. I, I Red white party. <laughs> that doesn't sound uh, the way you think it sounds, I'm not, Ian. I'm not racial. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're going for. The MAGA uh, party will be orange. There you go. It will be orange. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> orange. Yep. Uh, I like I'll the start red, the white, white party later. Theory. Yeah, that'd be cool if we had red, white, and blue states. <laughs> yeah, Those are the colors of Russia, Ian. Oh, oh yeah. Right. And, France. and France. Who are yeah. you working for? The French? Well, the French. French the agent. The white states. I work alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, but I think that, I don't no, know. No, you're right. It's too racist. I don't, yeah. I don't care if, right if look, uh, we've already heard a bunch of Republicans saying sacrifice the Senate. Uh, I shouldn't say, I'm sorry. Trump supporters are saying sacrifice the Senate. Mm -hmm. Lynn Wood and Cindy Powell are basically like, don't vote for Republicans. And it's funny because I'm like, yeah, I don't care either. Like, well, I'm we not go through this like every election and the, the same thing with Bernie bros. You know, they they'll come and they'll be like, well, you got to you got to vote for our party because you don't want to vote for the fascists or you don't want to vote for the socialists. So you got to vote for us. And then they have no incentive to do what the, to do what we want. We had Donald Trump as the president and the Republicans still would not enact the policies that he 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 campaigned on. So. Why? Why should we vote for him? Why should the left vote for the Democrats? Why should the right vote for the Republicans? Yeah. Make them do work. Have you, have, you, of it. <laughs> have you been following what's going on with Jimmy Dore? No. So Jimmy Dore is awesome. And Jimmy Dore said that AOC and the other progressive Democrats can force a floor vote on Medicare for all. And she's basically said, no, it can't be done. We don't have the votes and blah, blah, blah. And so Jimmy's point, and he's getting attacked for it by a bunch of progressives because he dare question AOC. <laughs> he said... If 14 or 15 progressives said we will not vote for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House unless we get a floor vote on Medicare for all, she will do it because she will lose the speakership and probably to a Republican. So, of course, she would. And then the response they give to Jimmy is, but it won't work. And then we won't get Medicare for all and be a waste of time. And it's like, what's the so what? So what's the worst case scenario? It gets voted down. Then Jimmy said, then we'll know exactly who voted against this. But. He brings up a really good point. After everything AOC has campaigned on, she won't have, she, she does not have the political will because she's a careerist who's thinking about herself. That's why she fired the people, you know, she got rid of some of the people that were around her, that helped her get where she was. It's why she, she pushed them away. And it's why she walked back from some of her more extreme positions as soon as she got elected, because she's thinking about the next two years and her career. That's what she's interested in. And you know what? I understand that. She's, she was, she was a bartender, right? And I mean, I, 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 there's no disrespect. I think it's fantastic that she was a bartender and got elected. And now she's probably sitting there thinking, without this, I'm just 
I'm nothing. And Republicans remind her of that every single day. She likes to complain and say Republicans want to hold that against me. Well, I represent the working class. And it says, right. And if you lose, if you fight the Democrats and they ostracize you and you become ineffective and then you don't get reelected, that's where you're going back to. Now, probably she'll be an organizer. Or she would something. have a TV show. She would have for something. sure. Right. Like, something like that. She's a rock star now, whether, but, but, whether we like it or not. But she wants this career. So it's really fascinating that she was supposed to be this, you know, bastion of progressivism and, and, and leftist values. Democrats. She was a card carrying member of the Democratic Socialist. She gets elected. Now they're they're actually yelling at Jimmy Dore because he's like, do your job. Do what you were vote you are elected for. And you know what? I completely agree with him. I, I I'm uh, I like the idea of Medicare for all. I don't think it can be done. I don't think that it'll win. And I think you can't just snap your fingers and make something like that happen. But I'd like to see all the Democrats actually stand up and put their money where their mouth is. I want to know which one of these are just pe- uh, 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 paying lip service to the progressives pretending to care about this. But you know what? It's already been done for me. And I'll tell this to Jimmy because I think, Jimmy, you're great. You want to know who would vote no on Medicare for all? It's all of them, including AOC, who won't demand a floor vote. There you go. It's all of them. It's her included. So when he comes out and he says she should do this, it just goes to show you, I don't think it matters who you vote for, for the most part, except for Trump. Trump was like ready to, you know, like figuratively fire off nukes to get what he wanted. Build the wall, find the money. He was going to do it. He fires the Pentagon top brass, wants to get the troops out of Afghanistan because he's willing to make it happen to keep his promises. Every, almost every single other politician, except for a a couple, they're going to do the same exact thing. They're going to say, I'll do this for you. Vote for me. And they're going to get in and then mm-hmm. and they're going to do nothing. That's why we need two new parties. I'd love to see the progressives start a new party. Not that I think they're going to get anything done. But Trump supporters certainly have political willpower. So I'd even like if they lose. Just so that both parties will be split. So it's fair. Yes. I don't I've, care if the Republicans lose. And do you? Yeah, I, I don't. But I also don't want to permanently give power to socialism but there, there, <laughs> like yeah. i it would be ideal if we could have four parties populist left populist right establishment left establishment right and square off and really see what people want if we i think if we actually had a populist left and a populist right party the democrats and the republicans would cease to exist in a Me couple too, cycles and that's why i want it so bad <laughs> that's why republicans should just do it the right. tr- and i'm sorry not tr- i'm sorry I, I keep saying that I keep saying that trump supporters right. should just do it because when i see donald trump say that he won. And I see all of the high profile Trump supporters and even members of Congress. I'm like, y'all are in the Trump party. Own it. Start a new party. And you can caucus with Republicans or whatever. But you, like already these populist right wing individuals are beating Republicans. They just need to do it. You know what? Maybe you'll lose some elections. But I'll tell you this. Is it worth empowering people like Mitch McConnell, who's going to be like, give me the, the moment's notice to, to kick Trump in the butt? No, just get, don't do it. If you're going to lose, if the Democrats are going to win, then make the Republicans recognize that they either support you or you walk. Good. Maybe maybe the, the Democrats are, I think the Democrats are going to win in Georgia. They do. I do too. Trump's yeah. not on the ticket. And the Republicans are dwindling. The only reason the Republicans gained voters is because of Trump. Yeah. And they won't support him. Some of them will, but Mitch McConnell won't. So I think without Trump on the ticket, especially with Mitch McConnell doing this right now, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. January 5th around the corner, and Mitch McConnell just said, basically, F Trump, don't support him at all, even in a symbolic gesture. Even and today, Trump retweeted Lynn Wood saying that uh, Kemp is going to be arrested. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's not going to drive voters out in Georgia. No, you know what? You know what I think? With Mitch McConnell pleading, he's not just saying, you know, it probably would make sense if we didn't do this. He's saying, please, please don't even give us symbolic support for, you know, any kind of symbol of support for Trump. 
How many people are going to be like, okay, Mitch, you're right. I won't. I also won't give you control of the Senate. You will not be the majority leader. You'll be the minority leader and you will have no power. Congratulations. You've earned it. If we, if, if people don't stand up now, then we're just going to have the same garbage machine churning along endlessly. And you end up with people like AOC, who's just a careerist. There's, there's, there's probably a couple real progressives who got in, but I think most of them are just careerists. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, that's the whole business of, of politics. Sell out to special interests, save your butt and get as much as you can for yourself. That's essentially what the system is run on. But I think another factor to really consider here is the fact that most Americans have a lot more in common than they do than they disagree with. Mm-hmm. And when we look at most of Americans, they are disenfranchised. They're sick of the corruption. They're sick of the special interests. They are sick of politicians lying to them and taking advantage of them, which they always freaking do. So I think there's even a, a probable chance of, as we're seeing this kind of political realignment, we we saw just a few years ago, according to many charts and data, a lot of people being in the moderate kind of realm of politics, we're seeing them kind of move away from each other. More people are going towards more far left ideas, more people are going towards more for, far right ideas. But essentially, when you look at the political spectrum, it's kind of coming together in a circle, and they might actually meet each other and make a cohesive force of anti-establishmentness saying enough is enough and if we could put aside our differences and learn to respect each other in a kind of republic system where let be as other people's want to be left alone i think there's a possibility that this could essentially happen well, it could be something significant you brought this up michael Miles brought this up divorce yes what, what do you what do you think about the idea of like peaceful separation i am so <laughs> pro <laughs> divorce i i want I want to split it. I absolutely, I'm 100% you know, down for it. And I'm so glad that I live in West Virginia, which would be red as hell. I am, I'm. It's, it's all a second, it. second reddest. I think, uh, Wyoming. I yeah. think so, uh, what's funny is I hear a lot from the left when they're like, if that were to happen, the, the red states would become a third world nation. And, and no, no, I mean, maybe, but you know what? I don't think the people advocating for this care. At all. We I think they're the like, most, okay. Have they been have to the New York City land? lately? <laughs> <laughs> like, have they been to Brooklyn? Like, have we they have seen the, the rats? Land. We won't have to pay the welfare for everybody in the cities. I, the only thing that I've complained about when the left put out their map, um, we can't let them control the whole West Coast because we're going to need ports on the Pacific. Other than that, I'm down for like their proposed split. I think it was like Amy Siskand or something put out a proposed map. Yeah, I saw that. Really? land on the yes. bottom and then like uh, United New States Canada. of Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was like, I am so down for that, except we need a port on the Pacific. We could work out a deal with Mexico. Or yeah. we could just right. take over some. I'm turning no, no, I don't right know. <laughs> Okay, okay, Miss Pinochet. Let's, let's hold on here for a little oh, bit. Some of my thoughts lately would make Pinochet blush, to be honest. That was I've how gotten to the point. The Civil War started was secession. Yeah. Don't you think that would happen well, again? Maybe. Well, another thing people need to realize that we are on a course for a very turbulent future. And I think secession and moving apart, just like Alan West suggested, I think it's going to be a resolution that would be the least uh, harmful to the rest of America if we could just peacefully agree to, you know, have our own differences, to have our own states, to live how people want to live and still have a central national defense, but be able to respect each other's differences and enable more of states' rights and less of a big centralized government. I think that that could be something that is something that we should strive for, especially now, because when we look at the future, it's going to be a very bumpy ride for everyone. 
I think we've reached a point where we're not even on the same page, especially morally. Um, Words don't even mean the same thing. Yeah. Like having a conversation makes no sense now. Yeah. We can't. I don't understand how we can be a cohesive nation when people are speaking completely two different languages. Like I, I mean, I, it, I don't. It's not see that extreme. It, I mean, it's not completely different. We're both speaking English. Right. Well, no, we're not. I mean, people mm-hmm. can learn. Yeah. But there is. Like dictionary definitions change to make no sense. Racism in, in the dictionary, uh, it was, I think Webster's or Miriam, Mir- yeah, Miriam Webster yeah. became circular. Like it, it became essentially meaningless. I did, I did a, 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 a bit where I read the definition and it's a recursive loop because they use the word racism yeah. in the definition of, of racism. So it's like, <laughs> because it was like, it was, it was like power exerted over someone on the basis of, 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 you know, of being racist or whatever. And it's like, okay, so it just never ends. No, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of things that, when when I'm trying to have a conversation with someone, I have to ask them to define certain things like yeah. systemic racism. What does that mean? You're going to get a million different definitions because there's different tribes that say things and they mean different things. Racism and sexism clearly do not mean the same things to the right and to the left. Yeah. And now there's even a new study out today that talks about this unconscious bias training showing how essentially – it doesn't do anything but creates a worse of a problem, which is something that really needs to be talked about because uh, no one really wants to touch that topic at all. We, we, have, we have a story here from Real Clear Science. Research shows diversity training is ineffective. You don't say. Huh. <laughs> um, to everybody listening, I, to, I, I just want you to imagine that you're at work. You know, Maybe you're, you work in an office, common job, you're at a computer, and they say it's time for your, your mandated corporate diversity training. What's the first thing every single person thinks, or 90% of them, when they're told this is what's going to happen? A guy in a suit. What, no, no, no. Just any person. Ugh. Any average person. Uh, ugh. Exactly. Ugh. I think ugh. of exactly the, the office space. Eye roll. Yeah. Yeah. The office yeah. space segment when they had their diversity training. Do you remember that clip? No, it's been a while. It, it, it's, I, won't, I don't want to spoil it. For yeah, nobody, wa- nobody cares. Yeah. They're like, ugh. Corporate yeah. drug. If drag. anything, I'd imagine it made it worse. That's what the study found. It found that it did make race relations worse. I mean, already, <laughs> let, let's be honest here. A lot of the woke people, they're very uncomfortable around people of color already. But imagine... They admit it. Yes, yes. yes. They're very patronizing a lot of times. Man. Yeah, they're, they're patronizing a lot of the times. They're awkward. They're weird. And if you treat someone differently because of their skin color, obviously, you're not going to gel or work with them as if you just treat them like a normal human being, which is which a lot of people are forgetting and they're not doing at all. Well, Black what? Lives Matter drove a whole bunch of Hispanics over to the right, too. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was crazy. So we, it was really interesting. We had... Uh, you know, do you know Hunter Avalon? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> we had him on the show the other day, the and uh, you know he, he's nice, but he's he's very like he said he's like now he used to be conservative, now he's center center left. He voted for Biden. I'm like, eh. <laughs> but uh, you know he was talking about how he's very much in favor of the, of the traditional family, and I'm like, so you so you oppose Black Lives Matter? And he's like, uh no, no. I'm like, yes or no? Black Lives Matter explicitly in there. They're doing the, the, was it the New York Teachers Union did that uh, curriculum? Yeah, the Black Lives Matter curriculum where they oppose the traditional family. It's not just the parent organization. It's like the general group and what they espouse. They do not like traditional families. So, uh, you know, to even go back to the discussion, it's very clearly a divide between what these countries are. New York, very, very different from, say, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But he's, he, he, he doesn't recognize that. And I think one of the big issues is that you tell somebody racism is bad and they're going to be like, I like that. That's correct. I don't like racism. Great. But then what they're really doing is, see... The woke left's definition of the word racism is like, or uh, is literally them being racist. Or I should say, they call it anti-racism, 
And it's the same exact thing as racism. The only real difference is what their stated intent is, I suppose. So they're advocating for one thing, calling it something else. And then having people do these trainings who clearly don't like it. And all it does is make everything worse, make everybody hate each other. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to tell someone that someone else is bad, you're doing a bad thing. So you're the bad one saying that guy's bad. So it's like if you're going to use evil to call out evil, you're the evil one. Well, basically, they're like, racism is bad. Our solution is to judge people on the basis of their race. It's like, okay. Well, who was it? Ibrahim X. Kendi, who was talking about how the only way to make things right was just to be more biased against white people. This doesn't seem like the way forward. Well, he, he, no, he said discrimination against everybody. Oh, everyone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. truly equal. I like that. Well, yeah, and I mean. Been, you, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, in the schools, they've been pretty much teaching white kids to hate themselves. Yes. And that that's the thing that really drives me over the edge. And thank God I homeschool. But um, they're, they're teaching people not to credit Edison with light bulbs. Cartoon Network put out a thing about that. And like all these things that are just like little digs. At white kids, and it's going to make it, but, white kids but feel bad and hate the, themselves the Edison, because of their skin. But the Edison thing is interesting. So they're, they're, they're saying it was some black dude who invented the light bulb, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was actually that he, I think he perfected a filament right. that improved upon it. And I'm pretty sure, didn't he work for Edison? I'm going to look it I'm up. not sure. I'm, so my understanding of it when, when it happened. over while the cartoon played. But it's, it's not a Black Lives Matter thing. It's a socialism thing. It's a communism thing. Yeah. He invented it, but he was working for Edison. Edison like said, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're building. And he went, oh, okay. And then he improved on the, on the proje- project. And they credit. It, it's about crediting the worker versus crediting the owner. You see? Ah, yeah. Yeah, his name's That's... Lewis Howard Latimer. And uh, he was an American inventor, patent draftsman for the patents of the incandescent light bulb, among other inventions. I could go deeper into it. Yeah, but wasn't but it actually... he didn't invent it. He just made like the... It. A new the filament. Mo- yeah. The more used, the most used filament of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my understanding is that isn't, isn't the original light bulb still on? It's always been on? It's in a firehouse in New York City or something like that? Yes, and because of planned obsolescence, we're now given light bulbs that we have to keep buying again and again. Yes, that's, that's, that's I guess, like the, the typical thing you hear on the internet. I, I, I think the official answer was that it was completely impractical to build because it was expensive and hard to produce. But... I also think you got a guy who makes a light bulb and says, these things basically light up forever. And they're like, so what? We run a company for a year and then we're done? Good point. Can we get something that fails? And now here's the best part. That's the, that's the guy who invented the filament that we used for like 100 years. Was he the one who, who, who perfected the obsolescence? So they're trying to credit him know. for making the light bulb when in fact he may, he may be the guy yeah, who's so credited for creating the bad light bulbs wow. that caused rampant pollution and consumerism and, hmm. you know, basically emboldened capitalism. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying, you know, if we, if I, I heard the story, there's a firehouse in New York, I guess they have a light bulb. It's been on forever. It's still on. Yeah, I heard day. about that as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I don't know, whatever. I've been thinking a lot about uh, secession since that came up a little bit earlier. And I think that m- maybe a better thing would be a revolution against uh taxes in, that are imposed unjustly you, you, you i don't i don't that's not cha- going to solve the culture war like, argument like sales ta- or like like what does like that have to payroll do with, tax but what does that have to do with like kids getting puberty blockers well i know i'm just kind of jumping track right here and taking us taking it back to where it was like 20 minutes ago it has nothing to do with that people but are, those are the, those are the issues for the culture war state solution <laughs> Like, listen, listen. Kids are crazy because we've been at war for fight because we want to extract opium and oil for money. So if we can get out of this fiat realm of the OPEC dollar and stop worshiping the dollar, 
then I think well, kids won't be look, so Bol- crazy because Bol- we won't have to go to war. The, the one thing that may drive an actual divorce is the fact that the populist left and the populist right don't care for any of that stuff. And it's only the neo-libs and neocons who are like, yay, war. So you give, you give you know, the Bernie Sanders crew the opportunity. They're going to be like, we don't care about that. We want people to have health care. And you go to the, the conservatives and the Trump supporters are going to be like, bring our jobs back. No, no, like, I, I don't see any of the Bernie people being like, yay, war. Well, some of them, but not like the legit progressives. And the Trump supporters, definitely not. So if, if, there's, if there's one thing that's going to drive a peaceful split is when both populist factions tell the establishment, we don't care about you anymore and we don't agree. And we don't like those people either, but we agree not to interact anymore. I think the real issue is we could have a weakening of the federal government. We don't need a peaceful split. We don't need a civil war or a revolution. We need the Supreme Court to stop being able to dictate laws for the entire country. Right. That's States really rights. it. That's Federalism, it. Federalism, yeah. Because I was thinking about, I was reading a lot about the, the uh, uh, revolution and American independence. You know that a bunch of people in New York signed a declaration of dependence? They were like, we don't want revolution. We, we love the king. <laughs> so like 500 and something people signed this. No one knows because, well, you know, we won and mm-hmm. they didn't. So, but, uh, but anyway, the, the original Articles of Confederation in the U.S., extremely weak. It was basically like all the states with whatever authority they had said, we're going to fight for each other so that, you know, we're all independent. And then after that, you kind of do your own thing. With the Constitution, they were all like, okay, now we're one country and we have to, you know, we have these rules, we have a Supreme Court, we have legislation and stuff like that. It affects everybody. I guess that was a decent idea. But now, now what's happening is we can still provide for the common defense. We can still do what the federal government was supposed to do. In collecting taxes and, you know, providing military and, you know, negotiations on behalf of all the states. But does it make sense that half the states completely disagree with half the states on certain key issues? And the Supreme Court says we hereby rule that everyone must abide a certain way. While I certainly agree with a lot of the rulings of the Supreme Court, because they've benefited me and my family, like going back to the 60s and civil rights and stuff like that. The problem now is that the cultural issues are so, like, stark and completely out of this world that, I mean, we're on the verge of people, well, we're literally watching people kill each other and beat each, beat each other in the street. If we just said, okay, West Virginia, you can have your guns and do your thing. Okay, you know, and if, you, if people don't like it, you can move somewhere else. But it's weird. The left are the ones advocating for saying, like, all states must conform to one uniform law in this country, even though they don't live in these states. Yeah, if California wants to give up their guns, I don't care. Just stay out of West Virginia. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If someone wants to be this armed and live with a bunch of rats around them, they could go to New York City. You know, go right ahead. Feel free to support those incentives. (laughs) And I think, really, you, you hit on a good point here. Decentralization, I think, is a peaceful way to resolve a lot of this. And I think if there ever was an opportunity to make people realize that independence, state states' rights are very important, it is right now. I think we have a very big opportunity to remind everyone we don't need a huge, big, bloated, bureaucratic federal government centralizing and controlling everything. We see what happens with the DMV. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Less... Less government is good, and it allows people to prevail, it allows people to thrive, and it allows people to, of course, not be squashed and screwed over by all the big multinational corporations that are using government to their own personal benefit. And a lot of people have it skewed. They're saying the corporations are evil. We need more government. No, you fool. You don't understand that it's because of big government and their incentives and their programs and their one-on-one working with them that has established them to be these big giants that they are right now and why we're living in this current situation that we are it's because of direct government intervention you know i was i've been i've been talking a bit uh for a while about the track towards a civil war 
and seeing like half the states align against the other and, in a, in a, in a, in, you know, almost making it to the Supreme Court or it was it was docketed in the Supreme Court. Supreme Court re- rejected it just shows that there is serious alignment between the left, the Republican, Republicans, Democrats, left to right against each other. You know, based on the stuff we were talking about with like a new Occupy Wall Street, I'm wondering if it's not going to be a civil war, but a revolution. And what I mean by that is it'll look more like what happened to Syria than like the civil war in this country. We have a political establishment. You have people like Joe Biden. He's filling the ranks like Joe Biden. You know, he did the moment they said Joe Biden is the president elect. He was like, all right, and he got a fire truck and he hooked the, the hose right into right into a big old swamp and started spraying D.C. down full blast. The fire You're hose. You're a tandem. <laughs> Seriously. He is filling the swamp with a fire hose. So, you know, what I'm talking about the left and their autonomous zones. Like you said, you don't care if California bans guns. Just stay away from West Virginia. Okay, so now you got this town in Washington. Why would they interfere with what Portland's doing? You voted for it. That's your you go do your thing. So what happens then when the when the establishment tries to maintain control over all of them? And then you get something like, you know, right wing individuals, right wing militias saying to left wing militias, hey, you don't like like we saw with the Boogaloo Boys and Black Lives Matter and Antifa. There was this rally in the West Coast where the Boogaloo Boys were like shaking hands with Antifa. And they were like, look, we disagree with you, but we all agree the government's bad, right? And they're like, yeah. And there's a, there's a video, I think it's from Ford Fisher, where the Antifa guy is like, you stood with us today and we respect you for that. And so what happens? Those people will say, we don't want to go to your, your town or your, your state. We want our state. And, and the Boogaloo boys and the right wing are gonna be like, we completely agree. It's the establishment and the government, you know, the, the, the mainstream political establishment is bad. So in that sense... If we if it comes down to like these covid lockdowns destroying people's lives, you're going to and, and, and the, the Michigan police blocking the GOP from coming into the Capitol building, they shut it down. Then Republicans are eventually going to be like, why am I going to support these police? Then when Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter go and fight the cops and say defund the police, conservatives are going to be like, OK, I'm already seeing it. Yeah. Like I've been I've been covering this stuff a lot. And I think I had tweeted out like the Michigan video of them being denied entry. My mentions are all Republicans being like, why are we backing the blue? Let's stop backing the blue. I don't back the blue anymore. And it's it's getting to a point. But the problem is there's different. The reasons are very different. So I don't think there'll be an alliance necessarily. No, but if the enemy of the enemy is my friend and, you know, the cops are doing something bad. Then the Republicans are going to be like, I'm not getting involved. Right. So I, I don't think the, the the right, I shouldn't say Republicans, I keep saying that, the Trump supporters or the populist right, I don't think they're going to show up to Portland and be like, we've come to supply aid in your fight against the establishment, maybe in some point. I think mostly they're going to sit back, put their feet up and be like, we ain't helping you. You're on your own, officer. Why don't you go lock down some poor working family's business so they go starve to death? I'm not going to support that. I personally will not support that. And so the more I see these cops like in Staten Island barring people from their First Amendment rights, I'm like, sorry, I'm not going to support those cops. By all means, Antifa, do your thing. I don't care. Defund them. Whatever. I don't live there. If you voted for it, well, that's, you know, you live there. What do you want me to say But if it? it was invaded by like a foreign country, would you still come to their aid? That's an interesting question because at one point I probably would have said yes. At this point, man, I don't know. If, if, if New York destroys everything and their government destroys everything maybe you know for the people not the establishment government or maybe i just might just be like well this is what happens when you lose support of the people and they no longer feel the government represents them someone could come in and invade and i'm going to be like it's not a government for me they don't i've never been a republican they never represented me 
Joe Biden certainly doesn't. None of these people do. So why would I do anything? I'm not a part of that community. Yeah. The bigger question is, who would want New York City? No one wants <laughs> that, that hell. Who, I, I live there. I moved away from there for, for a particular reason. It's, Luke, it's Luke would rather would rather live in my parking lot. Yes. Than, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot happier here. My, my RV is bigger than my apartment was in New York City. I mean, uh, yeah, New York's. Were awful. you there when yeah. it flooded during Sandy? Yeah, yeah, I was there. That Tim was, was there as well. I was there. Yeah, yeah, was there. yeah. yeah. yeah it was crazy. You know, um, one thing the government I think is overreaching and overdoing that's a little bit too much is uh, forcing us all to use the same currency. And if they would just back off and let us decentralize mm -hmm. command here, but um, you can. That's that's not true. I mean, the uh, U.S. dollar is the national currency. So what? And Ithaca it's has the, to start a currency. No, in it's the United not. States right now. Yeah, that's that's not true. Ithaca has the Ithaca Hour. They send them. To there's us. A, there's, yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a, there's a bunch of jurisdictions with local currencies. It's a big movement. Breaking rich dollars. Well, that's yeah. awesome. And there's cryptocurrencies. There is what, crypto, what, but they regulate the hell out of it, and I don't think they should. The the issue I think was there was one guy. Do you, look, do you remember the guy who did the Liberty Dollar? Do you remember that? Yes. He got raided. Yes. But I guess it was because he was printing money and calling it dollars and currency. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. But that's that's not the, the so when you look at places like Ithaca, they have it, they it's not really big anymore. I went there, you know, a year or two ago and asked him about it and they said it still exists, but it kind of fell out of disuse because the main proponent eventually And they could have done it if they just didn't put dollars on there. So right, well, right, exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. happening is the Federal Reserve's like a parasite. The Federal Reserve's a parasite in the brain of the U.S. military, and it's using the military to force us to use U.S. dollars. It allows them to print value. It allows them to fabricate value it, outright it to allows, fund the military. It allows them to force the military to make us use the dollar. In, in regards to the military, could we, could we change topics specifically to people who tried to hold the U.S. military complex accountable and what happens to them? Can we like who? Yes. Talk oh, who, 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 am I ta who am I talking about, about here? Can you guys guess? Kennedy. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. No, yeah, yeah um, sort of, but, um, but that's Hul still. Julio. Robert Kennedy. Mas 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 Masanji? <laughs> Julio. Julian Assange. Julian Assange. I'm ready. Yes. Cassandra, who's Julian Assange? Julian Assange is possibly the biggest hero in the world, in my opinion, who should have a parade and a day named after him. But no, um, he is the founder of WikiLeaks also. So what's going on with Julian Assange? So today, I, heard, I heard I heard Trump was going to pardon him. I heard that, too. Yeah. But that we was, that was BS. That and it was um, shocking news to his legal team and his uh -huh. family and his friends and who were devastated a couple hours later when... <sighs> Uh, Pastor Mark Burns tweeted that it was fake news and that he had bogus sources. Let me pull up this story we got from Newsweek. Is Trump pardoning Julian Assange? Pastor Mark Burns tweet sends rumors flying. So I don't know if they have the tweet pulled up, but Mark Burns, a verified Twitter user, they don't. And he tweeted that uh, that he was going to, what, what does he say? He, he went on to say disregard. News. Yeah, he said breaking news. They don't have the tweet in this article. It's, that's, that's trash. But uh, everybody kind of went nuts and they all wanted to believe it. Everybody wanted it to happen, I left cried. and right. Mm -hmm. I left, was in tears, full left, on. But the left and the right. The populist left, the populist right were like, this is amazing. Trump should do this. Mm -hmm. The establishment was very angry. Oh, Bill Crystal is. <laughs> I, said, I, I remember sending out a message when that happened. I'm like, okay, we don't know who the source is. We don't know if this is true. We have no information that verifies this, but let's keep this going because maybe Trump will see this and yep. change his mind. Didn't, didn't Trump talk about it? 
Or he, t- he talked about Snowden. Snowden. I yeah. I mean, I got hundreds of messages right after. Yeah, that I saw I saw your status at- update. You said uh, journalist who wouldn't spit on me if I was on fire are now contacting me like crazy. Was that is <laughs> yeah. what you said? Yeah, all these uh, mainstream media journalists are like, "Hey, Cass, buddy, old pal, wouldn't spit on <laughs> what me if you I was heard on fire? about Julian?" And I'm like, "Oh, are you guys writing another hit piece on me, or you just want some info? You're gonna have to read Gateway Pundit." <laughs> <laughs> I was such a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, but, so 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 it's it's fake news, huh? Yeah. Um, apparently, I mean, it's possible that Trump planted it so that he could feel it out and see if there was support, yeah. which yeah. is why I was encouraging people to to well, really tweet it. Well, well, the pastor had a photo of him talking to Trump in in what looked like a confidential way. That was his literal picture. Wait, wait, wait. Trump profile. was talking to the, the pastor. pastor. There's, there's yeah, a picture no, of the he, pastor. He definitely yeah. has ties yeah. to Trump. And yeah. Trump said he was. Considering pardoning everybody, right? The, Literally, that anybody who talks to him. Yeah. So, like, basically, so, yeah. Today, uh, Julian Assange's legal team put in the official formal request for a pardon. I, I think it'll happen. You know why? Why? Because Trump wants to give a big middle finger to the deep state, to the intelligence agencies who screwed with him and jammed him up for years. But he still yep. also has people like neocons, like Grinnell and stuff, yeah. surrounding him, being like, "WikiLeaks is bad. They're so bad. They yeah. hurt national security." I, so uh, yeah. it, I, I'm I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, but I, I don't know. Trump might be like, "I'm gonna burn it all down on the way out." I hope it's not. A, yeah, I hope you're right. But if you look at Trump's relationship with WikiLeaks, it's extremely bipolar. It's yeah. like you have a crazy <laughs> girlfriend. that's like, "I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you." If you remember, Trump said officially he loved WikiLeaks. I love the WikiLeaks. Then, when he became president, he pretended not to even know who Julian Assange yeah, was. Yeah. He Jeez. talked about literally executing Chelsea Manning. So, when we're talking about his record Snowden, about right? whistleblowers, yeah, and Snowden, he talked about executing Edward Snowden. When we talk about his record on whistleblowers, it's not the best. I hope you're right. We'll see, Listen, but but come on, time is Julian ticking, Assange Trump. Is I mean, if we're going to do it, do it. Stop wasting everyone's time and stop raising people's f- false hopes about this. Let's do this already. Julian Assange is not a whistleblower. He's a journalist. Correct. That's yes. it. And yeah. you can you can dislike what he's published. But uh, I, I, I can't remember who was talking about this, but it was like on Fox News. And it was some Republican saying, maybe maybe one of the good ones or something, saying, you know, when the New York Times got the NSA leaks, were they tra- charged and arrested? WikiLeaks gets information and they publish yeah. it. Well, this is the very dangerous thing that's happening right, right now with Julian Assange. If the United States is able to get away with this, anyone reporting anything anywhere in the world, regarded, re- regardless of their citizenship, can be arrested, sent to the United States, and essentially sent away to jail for telling the truth. Here's the best part. Yeah. All of this basically confirms the initial arrest of Assange was bunk. Yeah. What was it? The charge was like a statutory rape Split charge? condom. Right? Yeah, literally. Yeah, they charged. Well, they never actually charged him. They never charged him in that. They, they imprisoned him for what seven, seven years. Um, he was he was in the Ecuadorian embassy with asylum. He was technically a political refugee. Yes, they were they talking were about secret him. grand jury indictments, which the mainstream right. media was saying was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, the they mainstream media. Me a liar all yeah, the, the mainstream media is like, there's no secret grand jury indictment against Assange. He should just leave. He's wasting Come everyone's yeah. time. He He's creating out. a spectacle. The mainstream media was literally on that point, like like white on rice, and they were absolutely wrong. Yeah, I believe it was 2013. 
um, the Stratford League came out and they laid out what they wanted to charge Julian with. And an Espionage Act was listed yep. in there. And I would tweet about it all the time. And all these reporters would be like, you're such a conspiracy theorist. He could walk out of there anytime he wants. And I'm like, no, he cannot. And then exactly. what happened? <laughs> exactly. The door got kicked in and they dragged him out. During the Trump administration. Yes. And there's wheeling and dealing behind the Trump administration with the Ecuadorian embassy, with the United Kingdom to get him out of there. And that's exactly what they did. So we have to also understand on the backdrop of Trump Trump doing this to Assange, is he going but, to pardon him? But why did Trump do it to Assange? Well, allegedly it's because Assange wouldn't give up his sources, which he is known for, for doing. The sources that. of what? He still the won't DNC call links. Chelsea Manning yes. source. Right. Yes. So we have, to, we have so, to give so, it up. Hold on, hold on. What The source of what? The DNC leaks. That's right. Yep. If you look at the big picture, it seems that Trump was looking at Assange and he said, I got the deep state on my back accusing me of working with Russia. And they're claiming that that was used to help me win. And if Assange just said, here's who was the actual source was, boom, done. Yeah. Russiagate gone overnight. Yeah, but Russiagate's over. It's been done. People who were just paying attention or had a pulse understood, or understood that it was bunk from the very beginning. Why would he try to appease nah, the mainstream I, media to such a point? Why would he try yeah, to with play that. up to the mainstream media to such a point you don't to get send it, an innocent man to jail no. for, for publishing you information? You, you don't get it. No, I get what you're saying. Regular you're saying, people believe the media. Some of them still For do. years, yes. they said Trump was a Russian asset. Yep. Of course. I'm not denying one, that. You're one totally guy, right. One guy went on MSNBC and says, we must entertain the possibility that Donald Trump has been working with the Russians since 1987. Yeah. That was a Soviet Union. Eric like Swalwell said Union that he was secretly. a Russian agent. Yep. As he was banging Miss Fang Fang. As he was with Miss Fang Fang. It's crazy. It's absolutely. And he was talking about honeypots as well, saying that there was Russian honeypots with with. Wait, wait, wait. Did you hear what they said on Fox News about Swalwell and Fang Fang? No. They were like, when you're a two and she's a 10, it's a honeypot. Hold on. There's a Babylon B article that is absolutely brilliant with their headline today. And, and, and the headline reads, Chinese spy assigned to date Eric Swalwell begs to be sent to labor camp instead. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, like that, that, that maybe happened. You know, it, it, it's probable. But but again, when we talk about this whole Russian collusion thing, if he's playing up to the mainstream media so they don't call him a Russian oh. asset, what is he trading in for that? Sending an he innocent male and sending a very, I mean, Cassandra, what do you think about this? I mean, I was a witness for the defense in yeah. the, the extradition hearings. So, I mean, I personally testified a, a kind of against Trump um, because I was given information that Donald Trump personally ordered Julian's arrest. So, I mean, I'm personally not overly confident that he's going to do a pardon, but I'm hopeful, you know, maybe. How 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 is it that Trump didn't learn? And, and listen, the media was was spitting on him every single day and he thinks they would ever give him a fair shake yeah he could have actually gotten evidence that you know about who the source was for the dnc leaks and the media would just say it's fake news right they would say julian yeah. assange lies and claims fake news but we know it's russia WikiLeaks what would he get out has of it? never had to redact or apologize for a story in history they've never once published something that was false retract they do redact Retract. Sorry. Right, right. Did yeah. I say redact? I think so. Did it, so right. she said retract. Yeah. You made oh, a Radowski. Both. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you look at what, what they're accused of, they're accused of essentially what the New York Times does, what the Washington Post does right. uh, every day. All so. these websites use the WikiLeaks model now. Exactly. For submitting, you know, well, no, no, no. You guys stories. are wrong. WikiLeaks does not do what the New York Times does. 
The New York Times is a propaganda arm for the establishment. Right. WikiLeaks publishes true information. Sorry, what the New York Times <laughs> used <laughs> to do. No, no, no. Purports guys, to do. Okay. Do you guys okay. remember back when the Palin emails went out on WikiLeaks? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Washington Post set up a Twitter account that was still active last year when I looked for it. Um, but they were they were calling for volunteers to help go through Palin's emails mm-hmm. and then look at what they did with Clinton's emails. Look like, what they did with Hunter right. Biden's emails. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're all talking about it because now. they want Kamala. Yes. Yep. But Kamala. Whatever. Oh, Kamala. I'm going to be put in the gulag there, there Cassandra. Because I have yeah. no respect for her whatsoever. <laughs> right. And I don't give just crap so what her name cl- actually is. I got to clarify about Assange. So in the beginning, he released a bunch of sensitive information. And then they charged him with statutory rape. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, hold on. Do, on the surface. the timeline basically. here? So basically, he got the, these cables from Manning. Um they got out or WikiLeaks was spending about nine months so far, like redacting all these names and making sure that nobody was going to get hurt because of it, that they were taking out locations of people who were sensitive who were, you know, in Afghanistan or whatever. Um, but then Luke Harding, Luke Harding from the guardian released a book that had the password and a former WikiLeaks employee put out a link to the, the full file unredacted. And so combined these two information, like these two pieces of information put together led to websites like Cryptome and Pirate Bay, all putting out the unredacted files. And so Julian attempted to contact the State Department and be like, hey, guys, we have a problem. Uh, We've been redacting everything, but it's coming out. And the State Department basically told him to screw off. And so they ultimately ended up having to release everything. But it leads to an interesting question. WikiLeaks wasn't actually the first to publish the unredacted files. So how come the 50 other outlets that published before before WikiLeaks didn't get charged and WikiLeaks did yeah. get charged? Why isn't Luke Harding sitting in, a, in an embassy somewhere? Yeah. So, so there was a case in Sweden where the, the government was basically accusing him of – I think it was what a condom broke or something. Yeah, a, a condom broke, and there was a love triangle. And well, was he having sex with an underage woman? No. No, 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 no. There's no. never even been an allegation of that oh. at all. I guess they wanted to get him an STD test. Is yeah. that, that that's what it was. And so the police were like, "Ah, yes, we're going to arrest him for rape." And so he was wanted for questioning. He said Sweden has an extradition treaty with the U.S. and they're trying to get me. So he went. He was actually arrested, wasn't he? He uh, was arrested by British authorities and put in a British prison. No, I be- well, yeah, but he went on. He was on house arrest. Yeah, yeah, he was first. He was arrested. And he went to a British pr- uh, jail or prison. Then they put him on house arrest with an ankle monitor, right? And then he so. went to the Ecuadorian embassy. He was arrested yeah. for rape charges. No, no, he no. was never but charged with. He was rape. never but arrested. But we, ha- we have to understand the American mainstream media ran with headlines saying Julian Assange is a rapist who's now going to get Americans killed all over the world. Women that was Against literally- Rape, a feminist organization, yeah. even came out and said that by calling a condom breaking rape, you are doing a disservice to rape victims everywhere. But we have to understand there was many mainstream media publications that ran with that. And I remember being at the court proceeding for Chelsea Manning and it coming out that the leak didn't like didn't lead to anyone dying. But that was the major thing that the the mainstream media was running with. The the Pentagon admitted that. Julian Assange, I'll tell you what my opinion is. The whole Swedish investigation was dropped. Like the moment they snatched him up and they're like, okay, we got him. Okay, forget all that stuff. We don't care anymore. 
it was it was very obvious Julian Assange was right the whole time. It was an excuse to get him to Sweden. They could send him back to the U.S. That was that was the big plan. They wanted to lock him down, lock him up. They got him locked up in the Ecuadorian embassy for years, hindering his ability to work. Finally, he gets pulled out by Trump. Julian Assange was a thorn in the side of the political establishment and the deep state intelligence agencies. He was doing work as a journalist and he was doing good work. And so they said, well, we can't have that. We own all the other journalists. You know, I'm saying that figuratively because they're all very much in the bag. I think most of these people who work for these companies are activists who just love the Democrats and the establishment. Uh, pull, pull, Thomas uh, Jefferson no. said that the um, the political parties will always maintain a standing army of yeah. news writers who yeah. will do whatever the party wow. wishes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pull, so Julian Assange, they couldn't wait, wait, control. But, but, but pulled out is one term. Uh, getting him out of there and, and charging him and now making him face charges is another term. So that's yeah, also yeah. another aspect that we so have to understand rendition. here. Because he is facing very serious charges that could lead him to have jail for the rest of his life. Isn't it, 170 uh, it, years. Exactly. Espionage act charges. Wow. Trump yes. better pardon this dude, I swear. Look, they're, they're saying... I'm going to clip that myself. Yes, well, well, do better it. pardon <laughs> this dude, I swear. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Listen, Donald Trump is facing criminal investigations at the state level Joe Biden says he's not going to go after him. So, you know, I was reading this thing. It's really fascinating. It's from Ulysses S. Grant. He wrote about the Civil War and he said, if anybody feels that they're oppressed by the government, it's their right to revolution. But you have to recognize you're putting your life, your property and your, your guarantees of citizenship on the line when you do. Well, they're basically threatening Trump supporters and Trump with that already. COVID's taken away people's property, their life, their 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 pursuit of happiness and all that. And so their their, their choices are extremely limited right now. It's like, what do I do? Stand up, fight back or lose everything? Donald Trump is staring down the barrel of these state level criminal investigations. They are threatening his life, his property, and his guarantee, his, his grant, his guarantees as a citizen after all this goes down. After he, you know, he leaves office, assuming that's what happens. So Trump has every reason to fight to the bitter end. But if Trump loses support of people by not making sure he abides by what the actual populist right and many on the populist left, as much as they might not like him, if he just says, I'm going to cozy up to the establishment, fine, I won't pardon Assange. Well, then who's going to be supporting him when he's a citizen and they're going after him with these with these no, with these crazy? No one. They'll steamroll him and throw him under the bus if he does that. And people are going to be like, well, a lot of people support and, 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 and respect Trump. He needs to show the people that he's going to stand up to yeah. the establishment. He needs to pardon people like Assange and Snowden and uh, Ross Ulbricht. Is that yes, Albright? Ross Ulbricht. Ulbricht. Yep. He needs to. He needs to tell that he, need, he needs. I don't think necessarily going to guarantee him more support. He's always going to have his base. But I think if Jeez, he, I would support him if he did that. If he pardoned we need those people, a freedom fighter. Yeah. What if he pardoned all nonviolent drug offenders who didn't plead down, um, like did a review? That's and, a big thing. I'm I'm not too concerned with all or none things right now. I just that's too too complex. Um, there's just some people that need to 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 not be charged. I first. think Trump should rubber stamp the pardons, just dishing them out. Like you said, he should make it rain pardons. I just yeah. want. I mean, everybody likes to lump in Julian with all these other people, particularly Snowden. I think that Julian's situation is much more dire, mm-hmm. and it deserves to Absolutely. be discussed. On yeah, it's like almost insane. fraudulent the way they went after the guy. Absolutely, yeah. it's, it was so obvious to everybody. These 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 accusations against him, the smears in the media. He was doing real work, publishing real journalism for the first time in a long time. And you know what? The powers that be are like, listen, our friends, you, you want to know how it works? When you work for these news organizations, they're called access journalists. They're like, I better not make the, the CIA angry because they give me great scoops. And WikiLeaks embarrassed a lot of those yep. journalists. Like it came out that they were, you know, getting slipped stories from the DNC, that they were, you know, sliding over the debate questions uh, to Hillary yep. Clinton. 
like they embarrass WikiLeaks embarrassed the media just as much as embarrassed politicians. Yeah, they, they should. And so if Donald, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, no, 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 go right ahead. If Donald Trump really wants to get back at these people, Donald Trump has spent four years being like the fake news, the fake news. We need real news. If he actually believed that and he actually wanted to fight against fake news and against the deep state that's been going after him for four years, this is the best way to do it. Stick it to them by showing them what real journalism is and freeing Julian Assange. And, 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 and more than that, a broad pardon to protect Julian from yes. other bunk BS charges. A very broad pre preemptive yeah. pardon. Yeah. Another thing that came out that you just brought up was the fact that the DNC wasn't just directing the news, but literally writing the news, mm -hmm. where mainstream media journalists sent articles for approval from the DNC. And we're talking about, this is the mainstream media. This is the establishment. Many people had to resign in disgrace because they got caught red-handed, just being puppeteers for the establishment, not actual critical thinkers and safeguards in the fourth branch of the government. They weren't any of that. They were puppeteers, horse-stream media prostitutes that literally regurgitated <laughs> and, their talking points to the T. This is a yeah. bipartisan thing, too. I, you guys were both at the DNC, right? Yes. Outside the DNC, they were chanting, Hillary cheats, thank you, WikiLeaks. Yeah. After Bernie conceded. Yep. And, and that chant went on for a long time. And then they, they started taking away people's signs because there were people who had WikiLeaks signs, Bernie signs. DNC people came around with the trash bags, started throwing them all away. They had but, white noise machines, didn't they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To, to but now you, now you have this new generation of younger leftists who don't like Assange and don't know anything about him. Well, it's because they don't, they, they don't know. They think politics started in 2017 or yeah. whatever. <laughs> They're like, orange man bad. And they don't remember. None of them had to bury their friends like we did after they like got shipped off to Afghanistan. I mean, I got mostly involved in politics after my friend died in Afghanistan. And so when when WikiLeaks put out those releases, the war logs, I was like, this is this is it. This is like this is something that I will forever support and stand for. But these people, they they think that politics just started, and they don't understand the. Trump is bad. We got to vote for Biden. He's just an old man. It's what, like, what, uh, was, what was the war logs? <laughs> it, well, <laughs> it was, was, was 200. Col was huh? collateral murder part of it? Yes. Yeah. But it was, it was a whole bunch of cables and, and um, documents that showed, you know, the cost of war, essentially. Um, it showed U.S. government killed a Reuters well, so camera with the photojournalist. And then they lied listen, about listen. it, yeah. yeah. Collateral Murder was probably one of the biggest releases it's from... It's on YouTube, right? Yeah. It was. It, yeah, it was. got taken down a, a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a video showing people walk out of a building, and then they just, like, kill them all. And it turns out it was, like, a Reuters journalist. Not just them, but also the ambulance that came afterwards, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they shot up an ambulance <laughs> with a small child inside. Yeah. We also didn't really know how many civilians were dying or just how much death was happening in general. So by releasing all these cables, people in America got a chance to actually see what this war was costing us and and what it was costing people all over the world. And support, because of WikiLeaks directly, support for the wars went down and people started getting brought back. And so... And the truth and shall set you free. Some other guy yeah. released an unredacted report and Julian got busted for it? It's a little complicated, but basically the the files were being held online and there was a, a really encrypted password that you needed to get to it. But um, different news organizations that were working with WikiLeaks all had this password so that they could all go because there were so many files. So they partnered with like The Guardian and all these newspapers. They all had access to it. 
But then Luke Harding wrote a book about WikiLeaks and he put the passcode in the book and the passcode had not changed. And so instead of being able to go through and redact all these files, it all got put on Pirate Bay and Cryptome.org and all these websites. And so Julian, it was either, you know, pull the trigger or, you know, lose the story. I I still remember this collateral murder video because it was absolutely shocking to finally see the true reality of what was going on there and to see helicopter pilots laugh and, and, and be so inappropriate when it came to executing what then we found out was journalists. We also found out that Reuters was asking the U.S. government what happened, what what was going on here, and the U.S. government just kept denying the family members, the journalists, their friends, their company. They, they couldn't find anything about what actually happened, how they, they died until this video came out, which, again, just finally showed the American people the reality of war, because we have to understand this Iraq war was a mainstream media war. It was squeegee clean. It was there was PR talking points. There Weapons was in, of mass destruction there was, there was in, in yeah, There was embedded <laughs> news reporters within the military showing you a perspective of go America, it's great. Helping not, kids. Not the perspective mm-hmm. that we that the American people saw in Vietnam, where journalists actually saw and reported on the realities of war, which made a lot of people anti-war in the United States. Right. We didn't have that. But finally with WikiLeaks, we finally got the reporting that we got during the Vietnam War, and people started to finally ask questions and saying this is not protecting my freedoms. These guys with sandals in the middle of the desert aren't a threat to me. And we have bloodthirsty psychopaths who are literally foaming at the mouth, celebrating and are happy that they just shot up innocent that was, people and journalists. That was the, the, the video footage was from the Bush administration, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then it carried on under the Obama administration. Yeah, no matter what you feel about Manning, too. I remember during the trial, Manning was like, it was like watching children torturing ants with a magnifying glass. And I never forgot that. It always stuck with me. But and for what? Me of, for, da- for what? For Halliburton contracts? Yes. Mm-hmm. To, to, to gain strategic territory surrounding Iran because people like John yeah. Bolton want to celebrate it's, in Tehran? It's not even strategic the territory. The Iraq war made Iran more powerful, powerful and it, and it, and it uh, allowed them to expand their sphere of influence in the region, which makes yep. them a bigger threat against the U.S. geopolitical neocon power. So it didn't even serve the original objective that they said it was serving, and it did the opposite of that. Again, order out of chaos, creating more problems, which later on they're going to have an excuse to solve, which I, is absolutely crazy. I just had a crazy idea. What if we just take the troops out of these countries Whoa. and mm-hmm. bring them back here? What? Right? Well, the NDAA this year has Trump a provision it. in it. No, <laughs> uh-huh. no. They're trying to pass a provision within the NDAA that would prevent a president from sending troops back home. Okay, so hold on. Yeah. The NDAA yeah. is the National Defense Authorization. Really? Yes. It, it's basically them approving the budget and spending for all of this stuff when it comes to war. And Trump keeps saying he's going to veto it. And every time he does, I just laugh. And I just want to like put my feet up and like crack a beer and be like, do it. Just do it. I mean, he's threatening to repeal Section 230, which is a big mistake. But but I didn't, didn't Rand Paul jam up the NDAA as well? Yes, yeah, he did he a whole always, filibuster. He always <laughs> And he's doing, and he's, and he's now speaking out against it as well. And he's bringing up the fact that, you know, under this NDAA, a president has unlimited power to send troops anywhere in the world, start any war he wants, lead people to death easily, just with a decree. But sending them home, he can't now without congressional approval. So, so that's in the new NDAA that they're trying to get passed. Man, they, these, these, uh, this political that's establishment. Yes. You know, you know what? It's like, uh, the people in power right now, I guess what I was describing it is like the neocons slapped social justice as a wrapping 
and now they're like Democrats, I guess. It's like the same same thing. No, the neocons infest both parties. They always have. And, you know, as soon as as soon as uh, the right started being a little bit anti-war, you know, Bill Crystal slithered over to the Democrats slithered. and was like, "Hi well, guys," well, well, peeking out from his festering trash you, bag. Wait, you say you say slithered, though, but really what's it, what's it called when like slugs like ooze their <laughs> way? Yeah. What's it called? Sliming, yeah. sliming their way. That that's more you know, yeah. Like we, you know, snakes are all right. Militants, yeah. rather than neocons. These militants. No, well, but, no, but like the, the point of, the point I'm making is neocons are a very specific group of people. They don't fight the, wars. What I'm saying is the difference between a neocon and a neolib is that one is like pro-social justice. Like right. it's it's not a conservative thing to go to war. That's a very it's not. It's the opposite. Yeah. It's both parties, though. The, these people have infested both parties, and, party. and I don't even think it's fair to say that it's just you know Republicans or that all the neocons have went over to the Democrats because it's not true. We still have Dan Crenshaw. They have Bill Crystal. These people from PNAC all have spread out all over the place and everybody just seems to forget all the things that they've lobbied for and the things that they've done but if you if god forbid you tweeted 15 years ago some kind of joke that's now perceived racist they're not going to forget that but if you lobbied for the iraq war and lied us into war you'll get elected president yeah yep. you can fit in with both parties they'll put you on msnbc <laughs> mitch anytime. mcconnell will say please don't vote for trump we need joe biden to win so he can blow up more kids you guys know who daniel ellsberg is yes yeah, yes. yeah. 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 he released the pentagon papers yep. mm-hmm. which basically got us out of vietnam and he's boom. a big advocate of julian yeah well also we just had the afghanistan papers which were just released and again just the blip on the mainstream media and then never really talked about again showed again almost uh, exact similarities to uh you know the vietnam war when it specifically came to a pointless endeavor that doesn't help anyone except for the military contractors with even mainline u.s military officials saying there's absolutely no reason we're in here but we still are this country flourished best when there was an honest well i shouldn't say there was an honest press but when there were good journalists doing the work when there was a balance between the government and the people and public right to know the weird things that Luke brought up, like the heart attack gun. Mm-hmm. We eventually learn about these things because journalists did their job. But these people thought it would just be so easier if the if the journalists were just in our pockets. If we just we can we can feed them these stories and they'll be too scared to speak out against us. They'll support the establishment, get the activists in these organizations. And now there's none. So there's no challenge to a runaway, broken system. The corrupt keep corrupting, and the system is decaying rapidly because of it. And independent media is the only institution still calling it out, and that's why we're seeing a lot of it but being just absolutely censored. We yeah. won't exist anymore, a lot of us, if Julian Assange is thrown in prison. Yeah. I mean, what kind of precedent is this setting? Mm-hmm. As soon as you know, we have some ultra-left administration in there they're going to toss all the right-wing journalists in jail the right's going to toss all the leftist journalists in jail like this this case sets up a horrifying precedent and people need to think about it in terms think about the opposite party and if you would want the opposite party having this power bad at that people are yeah they don't uh, uh they don't think beyond what's happening now and i think one of the issues too glenn greenwald brought up an interesting point that he said something like if there's one group of people that has the complete inability to learn, it's liberals who advocate for censorship. But I think what, you know, what I was realizing when we had some of these guests on who were younger and they're leftists, a lot of these people who are advocating for censorship, they, they're young. They didn't, they didn't go through, uh, Occupy Wall Street or the anti-war protests. So they didn't see the problems caused by all of this. 
Now they're like just entering politics for the first time and they're all going yay and cheering for the establishment and, you know, raising their fist in support of the machine. Dude, 9-11 was insane. I was in New York City. I worked at Ground Zero. I thought we got attacked. And then I started seeing all this evidence that the buildings came down in free fall and that it was a demolition. Yeah, but you... you, you, you Dude, if that was a demolition and then we were lied to, this entire world war for the last 20 years is... WikiLeaks has released a lot of emails about 9-11. You should read them. Which ones specifically uh, stand out to you? I don't remember. Okay. There's, there's like three 300,000 of them. But one, oh. thing, one thing you learn a lot from things like WikiLeaks is like how a lot of the world is not grandiose conspiracy, but individual or small group corruption, mm. uh, self-interest, and complete and total incompetence. Like people, like the Iraq war, for instance. It's going to benefit all these people. What, what was that? What was that movie with uh, with um, what's his face? Who played? He played George W. Bush. Josh Brolin. Was it called W? Was yeah, that what it was? Yeah. And you had the scene where Dick Cheney is like, "If there's a one percent chance that sandwich has got salmonella, which and he goes, oh, come on, Dick. No, I can't eat it.' It wasn't Brolin. I know what you're talking about. It wasn't Brolin. No, it was called Vice. The movie's called Vice. No, no, no. I'm talking Different about an older movie. movie. Oh, Different yeah. Movie, yeah. No, maybe older it was movie. Brolin. I, I would actually kind of disagree with you because if you look at the way the establishment has been getting their way, I think there's an argument to make here that they are somewhat in charge, and that a lot of times they blame it on incompetency as a cover. I think that's also a possible reality that we have to entertain here that I, I think is probable. Well, the difference between a grandiose conspiracy yeah. and powerful elites leveraging their power for personal gain, I guess. Yeah, like bumbling yeah. their Halliburton into Iraq. Like, it didn't seem, it wasn't well orchestrated. They were they were real blatant about putting Dick Cheney's company... They just say it and they just do it and no one cares. They're like, Dick Cheney, well, he was a former CEO, wasn't he? Was it, yeah. Of Halliburton? Oh, I think so. He's like... CEO, yeah. Was he? I don't know. I don't know. But, but it's, it's like, dude, if not CEO. they can just come out and say it and everyone just says, okay. This is because they have journalists in their back pocket. And when you have the journalists yeah. in your pocket, you well, don't have to confront hard no, I, truths. I, I think it's that there's no political willpower among there's the only no people who actually care. You've got the Democrats who are basically like, whatever the, Jimmy Kimmel tells me, her, her, I'm going to go vote for Biden. And then you got the, you, you've got low information left. The people who are older who just watch Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert have no idea what's going on. They're dumb as a box of rocks. Then you got young people with no political experience whatsoever celebrating the establishment. Great. Maybe in 10 years, they'll realize why you were wrong. Then on the conservative side, Republicans, you know what they're saying right now on Reddit and r slash conservative? You know what I'm going to do tomorrow after seeing that, you know, Joe Biden won the Electoral College? I'm going to wake up, go to work, and I'm going to carry on with my life. And then I'll, I'll keep voting and advocating for my cause. Congratulations. Great. I love it. And how's that been working out for you? Trump supporters are fighting and they're fervent. MAGA party. Make your own political party and watch the Republicans squirm, because if you're not getting what you want anyway, why vote for the Republicans? At the very least, you can say you stood up for what you believed in. And maybe the Democrats gain control and they do what they want. Fine. You know what? If the Democrats do, they're not going to get the, the progressives are going to be really angry because they're not going to be supporting them. And then maybe they'll, they'll fracture eventually. Or you'll say to regular people, this is why the Republicans have failed you. They're allowing all of that to happen. It's about time someone in this country got some political willpower, some wind at their back and said, we are going to do something totally different, not support these Republicans who don't care about us. And not only that, the traditional Republicans don't even really align with what the new MAGA party is. It's diverse. There, there's people of different backgrounds. You've got black Trump supporters, gay Trump supporters, gay men, lesbians, people LGBT. Trump has done something unique in awakening people who've been paying attention and getting the riled up and stand behind him. Now they need to assert themselves as their own party and stop voting Republican. 
Yep. And other Republicans are going to get mad. They're going to be like, Tim's going to help Democrats win. I don't yeah. care about them either. Well, and I don't care about the Republicans. I don't care which well, one. They're all the, the same. Republicans don't stand for any of the things that, I mean, a lot of us like Trump because he's America first. He he cares about putting America first. If we're not, you know, how is building a school in Iraq putting America first? It's not. So he wants to bring our troops home and things like that. That's not those aren't Republican beliefs. We all know those aren't Republican beliefs. So if you're getting if you're getting the same thing from Democrats and Republicans, then all that's really happening is like vote Republican to kick the can down the road for another year or vote Democrat to make the can come right to her front door or vote for something better than kicking a can. In my opinion, it's because people keep voting for the lesser of two evils. Why we can't have nice things. Mm -hmm. It's but I don't even you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But like the Democrats are fighting for things and demanding things and screaming and pounding on walls and throwing bricks. The conservatives are going, well, I don't know about all that. I'm just going to go home and, you know, do not. I don't know. There were a lot of people out in D.C. on Saturday. Those are Trump supporters. The Trump supporters are saying rabble, rabble, rabble. And we saw the Proud Boys acting a whole lot like Antifa. And I criticized it. I support it. Well, I'll tell you this. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So we saw in D.C., Proud Boys came out and were tearing down Black Lives Matter banners and burning them. I, Cassandra's cheering for it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think stealing people's property and burning it. I don't agree with it. I, you know, I am fine with it. They have been burning down cities for almost a year. They came. I mean, I have personal beef because my I had to move. But, <laughs> but did that church who paid for a banner should they be have their banner destroyed? Yeah, you know it's a banner. Their insurance will cover it. That's what they've been telling us for a year. So the problem I had with that was. Did, did that church do that? If Antifa wants to act a fool and the Proud Boys say, we'll play, we'll play with you. If Antifa says, we want the arena Antifa of violence. Antifa burned an actual church. Absolutely. And everybody defended it. Well, and I mean, you know, the, the liberal the media, media makes and excuse stuff. for it. Here, listen. And now they're crying over a banner. They want me to shed tears over a banner when they were justifying the church that was but you, but, a mile but and a half from my house you catching can, on fire? Yes. Uh-uh. You can you can complain about the media and you can complain about Antifa, I but I'm not going to support anyone victimizing the innocent and the uninvolved. I don't mind it. It was a banner. It was a political banner. I don't care. I, honest to God, like, I am glad that they're out there and I'm glad that they're That church is an Antifa. Heck. That church is an Antifa. It doesn't matter. What, why, why not? I, I don't support- banner. I don't support any group stealing other people's stuff and burning it and destroying it. If, if I'll say this though, if Antifa says we want the arena of violence and the Proud Boys say much obliged, well then why am I going to shed a tear for Antifa? So when the video comes out of these two Antifa getting stomped out and chased down the street and all of a sudden in the top post on Reddit, they're like, the Proud Boys are attacking innocent protesters. I'm like, they've been begging for this. They're the ones who put out message after message saying violence is the only answer. We must punch Proud Boys. And the Proud Boys are like, much obliged. They want to play. But if the Proud Boys want to tear down a church's banner that has nothing to do with this, that wasn't riding or protesting, that's stealing property, destroying someone else's stuff. I don't agree with it. I It doesn't bother me at all. I Honestly, I'll pretend that I care if you go on, but I, I don't. I no, think we can that, disagree. I think that, uh, you know, anti- we can't even put up Trump signs in D.C. Like when I was living in D.C., if I had put up a Trump sign or even an American flag, my house would have got vandalized. Like there is a zero percent chance that it would not have been. And so I just have a really hard time pretending that I give any kind of craps about a sign. I, I honestly don't. We we can't put up signs. I can put them up now because I'm in West Virginia. But if you live in a city or even close to a city, you can't put up a Trump sign. You can't put up an American flag. So why should they be able to put them up? 
I, I think that, if, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So many people told me that I shouldn't be allowed to put up Trump signs because it makes people uncomfortable. Well, Black Lives Matter signs make me uncomfortable. Take them down. Don't care. Well, the Proud Boys <laughs> are not traditional Republicans or conservatives. Mm-hmm. And they have political will. And they're stepping up and they're saying, OK, Antifa, we'll play the game that you've asked us to play. So, look, I can when, when Antifa steals the flag from somebody and burns it, I say you're stealing someone's private property. You want to burn your own flag? That's the First Amendment right to go mm-hmm. do it. I don't like anybody vandalizing someone else's property. If the Proud Boys go out, Antifa shows up and then the Antifa gets stomped out. Well, they asked for it. Far be it for me to tell Antifa that they shouldn't get what they've asked for. They've literally been saying they post these comics where you must not tolerate intolerance. We must punch these people. Okay. well, if you want to fight them, by all means, you're allowed to do it. If two people agree, not every state is like this, but there are mutual combat laws where two people can go outside and say, we agree to fight and they fight and one person gets hurt. The cops say it's mutual combat. So if that's what Antifa wants, then I'm not going to complain when the Proud Boys go and stomp them out because they begged for it. Burning private property I have a problem with. I see the Black Lives Matter flag no different than I see an ISIS flag. And I'm not going to cry over a domestic terror organization's flag coming down. I'm not. And I I honestly, like, I don't feel bad for them. I just don't. And I think it's ridiculous that the media wants everybody in the country to cry over this stupid freaking poster when, you know, four Proud Boys got stabbed. There's all the, all these other stories that happened. That guy, Critical condition. That guy just got released. He's not even being charged now. Um, they're claiming it was self-defense or whatever. But it's like there's so many more important things in this banner. And the fact that we can't even put up a Trump banner and feel comfortable because of how militarized and radicalized these people are. Um, I just I'm not going to pretend to care. I, about I, it. I tweeted something a while ago. I said they say diversity and inclusivity, but there's certainly a limit to inclusivity and diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to include Nazis. That's fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. So when they say diversity, you know, uh, and inclusion, they don't actually mean those words. What they actually mean is our approved groups should come together because there's even groups that aren't as offensive. They would say no to. If a very peaceful and loving, true Christian conservative came around, they'd say GTFO, like Chris Pratt, who's apparently a really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And he wore a Gadsden shirt and he's a Christian and they mock him and they, they insult him. And his, his, you know, Hollywood friends, they do defend him. So clearly they're not trying to include even the good, peaceful individuals and of, of diverse backgrounds. So diversity and inclusivity doesn't mean anything. In fact, I would dare say they're intolerant. They're intolerant to people like Chris Pratt. And they keep sharing this comic that says, how do you deal with intolerance? You must reject it from society because if you tolerate intolerance, eventually intolerance wins. Well, when they say the only way to solve this problem is to beat the authoritarians down to scare them away, the Proud Boys did that. They showed up. They saw a bunch of that's black like, clan individuals and they beat them up. That's like them away. Uh, communist and Nazi street violence pre-World War II. I don't like it. The, mm-hmm. the, the Proud Boys going out there is like the Nazis going out and fighting back against the communists or the communists going out and fighting it's, against it, the it, it, it's, it's similar in some ways, but it's very different. Like, so uh, the, I, the core ideology of the Proud Boys is is nothing like the Nazis. I would well, feel more comfortable being defended by Proud Boys than the cops. Like, I would rather be in a crowd of Proud Boys than a crowd of cops. Um, I mean, I can't go out and cover rallies anymore because yeah. people recognize me. They spit at me. They surround me. They, you know, do all kinds of ridiculous stuff. It's happened over and over. The cops never came and defended me, but the Proud Boys did. Yep. So I'm glad that the Proud Boys were out there. I am 
would like to see more of them out there. And I, I'm I'm stoked. I was thrilled to see them taking control of the situation when the because the police haven't been doing it. The only way I can put it is if Antifa and the far leftists have been flying these comics and these banners saying you can't tolerate intolerance, then I'm gonna be like, all right, I guess if you want the Proud Boys to go, you know, beat the crap out of you, who am I to argue? I don't like private property being destroyed. I want people to get I want people to be able to live and be peaceful. And somebody wants to fly a flag for Trump Gadsden flag. What about ISIS flag? If they want to fly it, if they have First Amendment right to do so. And do you want to be near them? No, of course not. I I don't want to be near the. They I see it as them flying an ISIS flag in the middle of D.C. And I think think they're allowed to do it. I don't. I think that they should be. You don't think people should be allowed (laughs) to fly an ISIS flag? No. Why, Why not? Because it's they're supporting terrorism i don't think they should but you have a right to free speech you can say you like certain things or don't mm, it's I when it, like... if they incite and call for direct violence then i'd be like okay that's bad like yeah if somebody wants to say they're a bad person i'm gonna be like okay well thanks for letting me know i'll avoid you i don't know the people who fly isis flags generally do provide material support for isis well like... that's different if they do then yeah but if someone wants to claim they like it i'll be like you're insane you're if an they insane have the person ISIS flag they should probably be investigated Kind of like if someone wears a Che Guevara shirt, doesn't really necessarily mean they support the violent murder of the gay community, Cuba, and the LGBT. Che Guevara was a murderer. Gays and blacks. He hated. He hated LGBT community and blacks. People wear his face on their shirts. Yep. I kind of see ISIS flags like that. Like Mm -hmm. I could wear an ISIS flag on my shirt. I don't necessarily believe in what they do. It's just an image. Mm. I wouldn't. I think that's like insane to wear an ISIS flag or. Well, I'm about to wear a We Are Change logo on my shirt. That is over the line. Hold on, hold on there. I can defend free speech only so much. (laughs) Only so much. I mean, these We Are Change shirts are pretty cool. (laughs) This one that says you had me and F the system. All right. Side note, side note, side note. Did you hear that Chris Pratt's character in Guardian of the Galaxy was announced to be a polyamorous bisexual Uh yesterday? In the comic. (gasps) Yes. There was a comic about it. Yeah. So I don't know how that translates to Chris Pratt in the movies or whatever. But man, Marvel is so desperate to make this work. Are they're they so trying trendy, to own though. him for being a conservative? I think probably. They are. That's yeah. what I came up with. One of the writers is probably like, all right, I'll do this. And then he's going to have to do it in the movie or whatever. You know what, man? There's two different countries. We have two different countries here, yeah. clearly. At least two. Because I, well, I, the thing is, we always have. That's the great thing about the United States. We've had uh, Italians and Africans and. No, that's not know, what I'm saying. What I'm saying I mean, we've is we've always had all these different cultures. You've got people who believe in a one here. No, that's that's, that's not what I said. We have two different countries. We have people who believe in the Constitution and people who don't. You have people who are and people who kind of do and people who don't even know what the Constitution is and people who are obsessed with the Constitution. The two There's parent cultures in the culture war are we can do whatever we want and we are the collective and we are in charge and the leave me alone people. It's it's very libertarian versus authoritarian, but there's a bunch of little nuanced factions in between. Yeah. So if you've got people who are like we have a foundational a foundation of this country, the Constitution, that, that guarantees individual rights. And then you have the left saying, Governor Cuomo, by edict, can shut your company, your, your, your store down and take away your income while he goes and parties with his friends. That's the Democrats. There's like constitutionalists, but then there's people like the Constitution is not perfect. There's a lot of crap in it. The Federal Reserve Act repeal it i'm not well, like a, and, the, and the 13th amendment has that you know pro-slavery yeah, imprisonment we're provision. supposed to change the constitution there's people on all levels of the so spectrum. so so in fact the constitution is fantastic because it allows for amendment 
Yes. And diversity of thought. The problem is we're at a point where we're not going to get two thirds of the states to ratify fixing some of these problems because you've got one faction saying we should get rid of the I mean, you've got the left literally writing in the New Republic. It's time to get rid of the Constitution. That's kind of silly. I think we could get two thirds of the states. I don't. With the Internet, we can easily rally. 80 million people to do something two thirds of the million states. to vote for biden you, we get, can't even get two thirds of the states to vote for one or the other candidate it's um, split it's it's but over the but past several elections it's a unified function if we if we needed to rally two thirds of the united states to do something we could like what i don't know man. like the equal rights amendments probably never going to happen so what do you want to do repeal the federal reserve act let's do it well, who would no one would agree with that no state would agree with that it's uh, would, the, 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 the cor- because I mean, the corrupt political parties are running the show. Me, it's the it's the uni party, and they're gonna, and, and they're not gonna they're not gonna support stuff like that. We've got two distinct cultures. You could you you could have conservatives say the the rights of free speech should exist on you know digital platforms as well or internet bill of, internet bill of rights, and the left is yeah. gonna go. But my private company is allowed to do what they want because they're weird neocons now, I guess. So we're we're at a point where there's two distinct cultures. This, 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 is, this is the important thing when people talk about multiculturalism. You can have these various cultures all under this one umbrella of the Constitution and free speech and individual liberties and stuff. But when you have one culture that says the government is allowed to shut down your life, so be it, the, you know, the crown. And the other side saying, come and take it. They clearly don't agree. And it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And that's where we're heading right now. I'm going to get explosively aggro, but that's because I have to pee. So I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well, we should do super chats. Yes, anyway. it is time. I'm not your buddy guy says if America allowed this election allows like allows selection with everything that's happened. Where is the incentive to have integrity anymore? Why don't Republicans just kick out all the Democrat poll watchers and find enough votes to win at 3 a.m. If allowed, the republic is dead. Yes. If uh, Pennsylvania, the judge said, so long as an observer is in the building, it counts. Uh-huh. Well, then every Republican take note. Precedent has been set. Congratulations. But more importantly, are Trump supporters going to get behind Republicans at this point? I think it's a bad idea. So, you know, maybe maybe it was a period where I was like, wow, it'll be apocalyptic if the Democrats win. Now I'm kind of like, I don't like Purdue or Loeffler. If they're not giving care. us an America first Trump policy, I don't care if they lose. Like, Do you see that meme that was uh, someone took a Bernie Sanders tweet about giving people yeah. and they put Trump on it and mm-hmm. Trump supporters liked it? It's like maybe these people like these Bernie supporters should look in the mirror and ask themselves, now that their candidate supports the establishment, are they the baddies? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Trump supporters agreed with you on a lot of important things about helping American workers and the American people. And you decided that the crony 47-year corrupt guy who was part of the Obama administration is appointing all the Wall Street lobbyists. You thought he was the right choice? These people. I honestly can't believe that we're at a time when the left would would vote out somebody who's bringing troops home from war yeah there's a lot like, of this yeah. is not the left that i remember there's a lot of bad <laughs> i feel really old yeah. but yeah. The, i mean we were out there protesting bush and protesting for free speech and now they're like i don't, I don't yeah. know nathan b says tim given everything uh, on, uh given everything i honestly think trump has more information than we do and we're just waiting for everyone to essentially incriminate themselves but they've been saying that over and over again. This Friday, Trump's going to make a huge announcement. This is it. It's, it's, it's been this is it every day. And, and admittedly, it's been it's over every day as well. So it's like the left is like, it's over today. And Trump's, you know, right wing people are like, it's coming tomorrow. It's like, OK, you know, well, let me know when it's done. Hey, when you said two thirds of the states, 
I don't think of the elect. I think you're thinking of the electors and the governors. And I'm thinking of crap. ratifying an I amendment to the, the Constitution. I think about the people uh, in those states. If you want to ratify an amendment to the Constitution, you need two thirds of the states. We just need two thirds of the population. No, you need two thirds of I mean, states. Screw to vote the people to... that we think own us, dude. We own them. They work for us. In order to amend the Constitution, two thirds of the states must vote to ratify the amendment. And what do you need to get someone thrown out? What do you need for a referendum? How many people in a state need are needed for a governmental referendum? I have no idea. Depends well, then, on the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds? Less some, than two-thirds? Some, some, some states are actually commonwealth, commonwealth systems. Some have general assemblies. Some have legislature, like official House of Representatives and stuff. They're all different. So the states, through their system and how they run, have to decide, we agree with this officially and certify and stamp. And then when two-thirds do, boom, you get an amendment. But they, the states, those are the people in the states. Yeah. So if you can get those people to agree with you, then we can move. In in different states, yeah, you need two-thirds. Yeah, and if their and government so, doesn't agree with them, then throw the government out and put somebody in that does. So when you have California, which is two-thirds, you know, or, or it's, it's yeah, it's two-thirds Democrat, you're not going to get them to agree to a conservative amendment. Then throw and them vice out versa. if you've got enough conservative people. You don't. You, it's, two, it's two-thirds Democrat. Then forget about California. Right. So then when you go through all the states, we have right now 29 Republican and 21 Democrat. Not enough I don't need Republicans or Democrats, man. It's not a partisan thing. Yeah, it the is. The Federal Reserve's screwing all of us. It doesn't matter. It's, 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 you're right. It's not a Democrat-Republican. They're a uniparty, and they function for each other as the establishment to stay in power. That's the problem. MAGA party. Trump supporters need to form their own party America and take after the Republicans. Party. America first party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Storm Huffman says, I'll watch this later, but I wanted to ask Tim if he has, if he has a locals.com. There's a Timcast page with no content. I'd love to see it flourish. Keep up the great work. I do not, but we are going to be launching a new website yes. with members only content and, you know, like hangout stuff and discord type posting and photos and whatever. And we're going to be working on a vlog. So that's coming soon. It's being built right now. And if you, you know, once it's live, it'll be at TimCast.com and then you can go and hang out and it'll be, you know, exclusive content for members and stuff like that and merchandise and all that fun stuff. There's going to be a great scene of Alex Jones raiding my RV. Yes. Yeah, we filmed, uh, we filmed uh, <laughs> Alex Jones, Luke Rakowski, Rude Awakening. They hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I was taking a nap and you uh, let him, in, let the gorilla into my RV. <laughs> yes. It was, it was, yes. It was, it was hilarious. It was weird. It was really it funny. Was weird, it was really funny. We'll be in the vlog. So there's, there's a lot of stuff like that too. Like when we have guests come, like we usually hang out with people for a little bit and we like yeah. play games and stuff. So we're, there's going to be chats. a lot of vlog content that'll be behind the scenes for members. So, uh, that's a lot that's of cool. e-drama. Yeah. The Civic Nationalist says, Tim, I warned you about your country, about becoming Weimar Germany, and now you're going to have three to five years of lefty attacks, then a rise of right-wing attacks. It's not too long to rejoin the Commonwealth. God save the queen. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I, you got, I, I got to tell you, you want, let, me, let me tell you something really interesting. I made this point when, when the uh, alternate electors cast their votes, right? So these are unofficial as far as, as far as anybody in the federal government cares. What gave the founding fathers the authority to declare independence? Quite literally, nothing. A bunch of guns, the French government. Yes, exactly. Guns and more guns from the French government. Yeah. So it was interesting when I was reading about the signing of the Declaration of Independence, they were, there's, there, there, were, there was one thing I was reading where they made a point that in many of these states, the people in the Continental Congress were appointed or, or elected in very strange ad hoc ways that did not represent their states. Like a lot of these states, they were, they were loyal to the crown. So all of a sudden, some dude is like, well, a bunch of people in my town and in various parts have agreed that I should represent them to the Continental Congress, and we're going to declare independence. 
And the, and and you know the, the 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 opinion of the crown was by what authority do you non-parliamentarians non-lords have to assert any legal claim at all? You're not representative. You don't. There's there's no such government exists. They say we're we're the representatives of an American nation. There's no nation. You have no authority. Something interesting happened though. There was a parliamentary vote that I forgot what it was called, but it said that American ships were were con- to be considered enemy vessels. And that's when the founding fathers were like, they said it, not us. They said our vessels are American vessels and enemies, therefore. So the thing is, if there was no legal authority under the crown for these individuals to claim their right to declare independence, then if I see a bunch of electors in a state, state legislatures, actual elected representatives saying, we hereby vote, I'm like, okay, well, you can claim they have no authority, but authority is built upon the confidence of the people. So if something happens and people like Trump supporters, 74 million say, these are the real electors because we say so. It's all about what you believe to be true. It doesn't matter if there's some system and official seal. If they have an official seal too, I tell you this. If a guy woke up, he came out of a cave. He had been asleep for 700 years. And then two people came up and said, I'm the official government. Here's the seal from the Democrats. And someone said, I'm the official government. Here's the seal from the Republicans. He's like, I don't know. I don't know who is in charge. And that's not, it. I'm not sure how to word this without getting in trouble. <laughs> but I think, I mean... Brett, my boyfriend actually brought this up, but if people genuinely believe that the election was stolen and the government is rigged and the will of the people no longer matters, I don't know how you are not morally obligated to fight and to have, you know, essentially. Ulysses S. Grant said it. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was quoting before. He says, you know, individuals who feel oppressed by their government have a right. You're to morally revolution. obligated, though. If you believe if you're voting, if you're sending separate electors and you're saying that your state's election was was rigged and it was stolen from you, then how how do you just sit down and say, oh, well, better not. I'll, I'll vote harder next time. You know, but you know, you're morally obligated to fight at that point, I believe. You know, it'd be funny. You heard how they called the Republican states who did this seditious? Mm-hmm. Well, they said 17 Republican states because of the lawsuit. It's actually more. It was 20. And then you have 126 Republican members of the House who were supporting the lawsuit, and they were called seditious. It'd be funny if Trump says, because of this sedition from Republican states in these seven states, I'm, you know, like declaring the Insurrection Act and, and, and postponing the inauguration. And he uses the Republicans to find support of him as justification for active rebellion for which he can go in and shut everything down. I'm kidding, by the way. It would just be funny if that happened. But uh, that's why I'm saying at the very least, there should be an America First Party or, you know, a, a, a constitutionalist party of some sort. Or they, even a broad populist party if we had to. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. The unity party. Somewhat. The yeah. decentralized party. If we had a, a Tulsi Trump. Uh, you know, that Harry? Grant, that grant <laughs> um, statement gotta, that uh, you're, you're putting your life and your property on the line, basically, if you really believe it, is kind of like saying certain things that violate YouTube's terms of service involving uh, fraud and Donald Trump that could actually get your video pulled. Like, that's your property. Yeah. And that so if you really believe it, your property, you put it on the line, it may be taken away from you. So it's kind of I see that. And then he also said, and then you live. You, you run the risk of living under the rule of your conqueror. Yeah, the I think that the recipe for for a thing that you'll probably get TOS violations if we mention is is taking is having a whole bunch of people with nothing left to lose. If you're taking away people's 
homes and their ability to see their families and the choice was made for them businesses what else do they have to lose they they're going to stand up eventually this is is what i said i I read the quote from ulysses s grant and i said if you're telling people that under an oppressive government they have to risk their life their property and their guarantees as a citizen but then you've taken away their right to life and their right to property you've made the choice for them already Mm -hmm. that's why we're seeing that town in washington where they're like gtfo we're gonna do whatever we want What's the government going to do? Are they going to send in state state troopers? Never going to happen. What's the quote when uh, it, it, it? I think it goes when the people who want to be left alone get involved. Well, how does it continue? I don't know. I forget. Not familiar. Sorry. We got to read more super chats. Interesting though. premise. Yeah. Lone Wolf says, for financial reasons, I cannot donate again. But even if this is not read, please know that you are dearly appreciated by many of us for your coverage and honesty. We have serious times to come. And the nation needs you now more than ever. Thank you. Don't worry. YouTube will ban me soon. I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you for your Daniel, Daniel Maxwell says, to successfully challenge the Electoral College votes, Congress will need to, will need to have presented the, uh, to them a preponderance of the evidence that supports the contesting of the votes from the contested states. I believe they probably will. All right. Let's see. Burke in a box says, in GA, due to the lack of <laughs> testicular fortitude huh. that GOP has, I'm not voting. You are not alone, Cassandra. McConnell may have just encouraged me to vote Dem. Registered Republicans voting Dem hurts them more than not voting at all. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. I don't know if I have a good that far. I don't know. Maybe. Why not? I do I'm seeing a lot of accelerationism from Republicans saying, vote for, why not? Because yeah. then you'll get more regular people forced into the fight. That's what they've, people have always been saying. Shake the system up more and more and more. Yeah. Mm. Free Men Die Free says the DNC GOP is one big party. The Libertarian Party is the only authentic second party at this point. McConnell stabbing you should be your wake up. Repubs owe Libertarians after Ron Paul being cheated. Yeah, Ron Paul would have been a way better president than anybody we've had in the past couple decades. Yeah, that's for Libertarian Party is a joke, though. Yeah, it's very cringy. Wayne's DIY Garage says regarding Green Deal, I believe Cali wants to outlaw outlaw cows because dairy require a lot of H2O that could go to L.A. Articles about methane heating up the atmosphere. I feel they want to blame the farmer, not the cities, uh, without saying they want to take the water. Interesting. It'll be really funny when the Green New Deal, like something happens and they're like, no more farting cows and stuff. And then people are like, we're hungry and there's no food. Not, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Zip Tie says, Tim, is it possible, given the uptick in violent clashes breaking out across the country, that we have entered the bleeding Kansas stage? I don't know. What is that? Do you guys know what that is? Nope. That bleeding sounds Kansas? like a civil war thing. Probably you want to Google it. Leading Kansas. Yeah. Ryan Brown says, stop misleading people about Oath Keepers. They are not a militia and never have been. They have current military members. Correct yourself. Well, there you go. It's just Oath Keepers are listed everywhere as a militia. So I I don't know how to describe it. And as far as I can tell, I've had Oath Keepers actually say I was correct. So whatever. Uh, the, the bleeding Kansas, bloody Kansas, or border war was a series of violent civil confrontations in Kansas Territory, United States, between 1854 and 1859. Oh, my battery died on my camera. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah we can okay. hear you. Listen to this. Uh, yeah, it was early on, 1854 to 1859, and uh, emerged from political ideological debate over the legality of slavery in the proposed state of Kansas. Hmm. I'm going to plug that back in. Now we will. Son Cormac says, Ian 2024. <laughs> No, it was based on what you said about those states. It's the battery that we, we never we got to plug the, the yeah we yeah. unplugged the camera. Sorry guys, we He's moved gone. everything. Ian saying those those that that horrible phrase. <laughs> no, Lou, I, said the right thing. Right? No, no. 
Louis Cito says the answer to political parties becoming corrupt is not more political parties. The answer should actually be the opposite. I think we should outlaw state sponsorship of parties. No federal funds, no parties on the ballot. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea, maybe. It's, it might be a free speech issue, but you know what? You can have your political party. You just can't get funding, and you can't. it's not going to be on the ballot for a political party. I like party. that. Mm-hmm. Then people look at the ballot, and they see names, no parties. Mm-hmm. That's, kinda, that's a good point. It's kind of crazy that people look and they say, oh, that's a Democrat? Check. Yeah. Why don't we just get rid of parties off ballots? That solves a lot of the problem. Yeah, there was a satanic uh, yes. uh, anarchist trans woman. trans woman that was elected just like that. As a Republican as sheriff. As a Republican because no one even looked into her. They just saw a Republican. Well, it was a Republican yes. primary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In New Hampshire. I think that works back in, Lydia. Okay. Let me know if you see it. Who was talking about me in Super Chat? What'd they say? Oh. They said they Ian twenty twenty four. You guys want to do something? because you made comments Political. about white states. Yes. they're making oh, a joke. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. No. XD Interactive says Luke, I preach that. That is how the nation was designed. California can be socialist. Texas capitalist. One defense. People are allowed to move between mm-hmm. decentralization. Yeah. yeah. Evan O three Grimes says first time super chatter from Mississippi. Red states would be would be the third world country. We have all the farmland, hunting land, and the Gulf Coast. Conservatism is all about independence. Harumph. Yes. <laughs> you, you you go to a conservative, and he's a guy who lives in he, he's like lives in the rural area, and he hunts, and he like is very isolated from big cities. He's gonna be like, and like you're gonna you're gonna have to fend for yourself and hunt your own food. Okay. But yeah, I did that last night. Yeah. And <laughs> what am I complaining about? My neighbor has like sixty gallons of uh, apple cider. Wow, nice. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming over when it's- <laughs> we're we 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 here are almost entirely off the grid. Yeah, almost entirely. But even like getting internet, satellite, satellite's actually really improving. No joke. Like the other day when the internet cut out, we switched to satellite and it, it sometimes is shaky, but we've actually been able to get, you know, uh, um, high def streams. The satellite's five megabits up, like kind of the bare minimum to get a good stream out, but it's totally doable. Let's see. Ismail Thompson says, Cassandra is speaking my language. The creation of the Republic will be the proudest day of my life, probably because I'm Texan. Well, there you go. Let's see what else we got here. Matthew Reckham, thanks for that big old super chat. Appreciate it. Archimedes says, so it's okay for CA to tell the country you aren't allowed guns, but Texas can't bring up concerns on the election? I think they can. I think they absolutely should. Yeah, one of the issues is we have a constitution, right? So if California says we don't allow guns, then is it, is it incumbent upon the other states to like invade California to enforce the constitution? Oh, I don't know. No. Well, hold on, hold on. Ulysses S. Grant, in that writing, he made a really good point. He said, certainly, I'll paraphrase it. The original 13 colonies could have left at any time. They had an agreement to come together because of the revolution. But with the, with the ratification of the Constitution among the, the 13 colonies, everything changed. These colonies paid through blood and treasure to get new states into the Union. So there's almost essentially a debt. It's a contract. You want to be in the Union? You want access to our funds and our defense? We've paid for that with blood and treasure. So now you can't leave. If we have a contract between all these different states about their agreement to enter and the resources we paid to get them in, and they say, but you know that that, that founding document contract I agreed to to join? I'm going to give it a big old middle finger. Then we say, no, 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 no. We have an agreement. You came into this country as a state. You can't now disregard the agreement that we have because we paid for this. Oh. It would be like a brace, I'm breaking a contract. Like you, you know, I say, 
I want to, uh, uh, you know, work with you, Ian. And then you say, okay, I'll pay you a thousand bucks up front to work with my, for my company. And then I go, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to abide by the rules of our actual contract. I'm going to do my own thing. You're going to be like, dude, I paid you. You can't do that. Later, I'm leaving. No, you can't leave. Give me my money. You owe me. So I think if these states want to break the rules, but we had to pay, I defer to Ulysses S. Grant, and we should enforce the Constitution somehow. That's a thought. Yeah. I mean, we kind of do, right? The Supreme Court will say you're in violation of the First Amendment, and then marshals or whatever ha- you know, happen to go in. But you look at what Cuomo is doing right now. He bans churches. What happens? Supreme Court says you can't do it. And he goes, fine, whatever. I'll do a new executive order and do it anyway. You look at Gretchen Whitmer. The, Michigan said you can't do these things. He goes, well, I can do it anyway, and I'll use a different law if I have to. Just like if you're told you can't do something, you can't just look at a different piece of paper and be like, that says I can do it now. It's like, no, it was already, you already, it was already ruled against you. Poo Poo 2526 says, I'm down for divorce, except who owns, uh, who own and runs the military. If we divide, then I feel it will weaken the country as a whole and make us vulnerable to other countries taking over our country. Then we lose anyways. You could have a joint defense pact saying if we get an attack, we'll work together. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. But, the pro- but, but then who's, who, who's, who's the commander for the military? Um, for like who's the, who's in charge of the military? Who you it? switch roles uh, every four years. It's once it's one particular state. No, the next it, it, won't, it won't work. Another one because if you have two different countries and two different interests, and then there's a battle over water rights, whoever's in charge of the military is going to oppress the one who doesn't have access. Well, each state would have their own military, and each state would have their own kind of national guard. So maybe the uh, but same they, but, as how we handle Canada. Yeah. Like if if the North if North America was getting ca- attacked, we would work with Canada and we would defend North America. Exactly. Same thing. But what happens if you know Canada starts encroaching on American territory? I have like it doesn't really happen. But yeah, yeah but between the states, then it's different. Point and make fun of Trudeau's socks. And like so, so listen. Cry and run away. <laughs> if if there was a peaceful divorce, there are some businesses and properties that cross state lines. Mm-hmm. You know, people who might own property like on one plot and then another plot in different state or something, or bodies of water. What happens if someone in Mississippi is like, they're polluting our water in the other country? Whoever has the military then will enforce it. And if you don't, they're going to be like, we don't care. It's our water, not yours. Screw mm-hmm. off. Ascendiate Media says we need to establish a regional level of governance between state and federal. I was thinking about that for a long time. You know, like what if we had another level of government like Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, Northwest, Southwest? And then they had like regional. So the reason I was thinking about that is because we're supposed to have like 30 to 50,000 people per congressman. Instead, we have 750,000 because they're like, we just can't keep making it bigger, I guess. But population is expanding. OK, what if we created another level? Regional governance. Maybe not an answer. I don't know. Maybe more government isn't the solution. I think that having like nine Supreme Court judges ruling over the entire thing is not. It's too few people for the amount of people they're trying to represent. Oh, that's an argument for packing the courts. And if that happens, then we are definitely going to end up seeing this. The reason the reason why we shouldn't change. Yeah, the reason why we shouldn't change Supreme Court is because it would turn justices into essentially popular elected officials again, like any other position. But they would just have more power than a senator. So it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Why would like like limiting the number and having it be based on who the president is and the Senate is a check on how someone gets into the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. But why would like a Northeastern <clears throat> court judge get to decide what happens in the Southwest? What do you mean they wouldn't? Yeah, like the judges, they preside over the entire country. The circuits. In the Southwest. So the the Supreme court, court is all of the justices from all of the different circuits coming together and then agreeing or disagreeing. But it's only like nine people. 
Right. Because we have 13 circuits, but two are like, you know, it's like D.C. and then like the federal jurisdiction of some sort. But these circuits don't like appoint a judge. The president picks a random person that. And the president has to have the Senate behind him. So if the Senate does not agree with the president, then nothing changes in the Supreme Court. And we've actually had periods where we had like five Supreme Court justices because of the, the dispute between senators and the president. Only when the president and the Senate align do you get new justices. Or if how, the Dem- Democrats want to change the rules. How do the judges like relate to the circuit the th- of the 13 circuits? That's- the circuits are different regions, right? So yeah. like uh, what's the first circuit? Like Maine, I think. So that judge is the emergency appellate judge for that area. So he has to pick someone from that area to be that circuit? No. Yeah, he can pick anyone from someone from Texas and then make him the main judge? Well, they get their assignments. So for uh the the court I I I think I don't, I don't I don't know. I think the Supreme Court like they come together and they decide their assignments for like what what where they go. It might, it might be presidential assignment. I'm not sure. But right now, I think the justices basically are in charge of the circuits where they were federal judges. So, I guess theoretically you could take a rent. You you could appoint anybody to the Supreme Court. Like that's why they said make you know uh, uh Joe Biden should choose uh, or you know Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton would choose Obama if she if if she won or whatever. Cuz you could pick anybody. The point of the nomination process is that the president decides who should be a judge and the Supreme Court, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Senate confirms to make sure it's not some like random dude who's like, you know, like a bus driver or something who has no idea what he's doing. But there has to be that alignment, you know. L. Jesus says, I don't think the gold standard is enough, but we have other metals to back the dollar with. JFK tried to back the dollar with silver in his day. Interesting. He is, uh, he was, you know, not alive after a certain point. The silverbacks, I still remember those. Yeah. Some $5 bills actually still have that on them. Yeah. But that's from way back in the day. The, yeah. the, the silver certificates? Yes. Yeah, that was before we got off but the But then there was also, standard. yeah, special JFK, I think, uh, $5 notes. Interesting. Well. Yeah. Green Third Eye says, in my opinion, Assange and Snowden both should rot in Gitmo. There isn't one law-abiding citizen that has been, that has benefited from the information they leaked. Putin and Xi Jinping, however, have benefited immensely. Why do you have some idiotic super chatters? <laughs> what I'm, an absolute moron. Sorry. Julian Assange didn't break any laws. Mm-hmm. I benefited so why from should he Julian's go to prison? Stuff? And there's been plenty of Americans who benefited, including President Donald Trump. And the Oh, absolutely. Trump won partly because of this. Mm-hmm. And also the family of the people who were killed in, yeah. in collateral murder, for instance. And all the Americans who had a chance to, to see how the political process actually works. Those Bernie bros that got screwed, I'm sure that they appreciated it. Hillary's emails, wasn't that all WikiLeaks? Yeah, yeah the DNC leaks, the DCCC. No, 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 mm-hmm. C wasn't WikiLeaks, was it? It was Guccifer. Yeah. Jason Schmidt says, read, read, 50 bucks in response to Divorce of the Nation. All of his work has been scrubbed from most of the mainstream podcasts, but John, Mark, Kurt, Doolittle have given ideas on how to successfully disentangle the nation. Please get the word out. Well, I don't know about all that, but I'll read you Super Chat. Paul Stern, uh, Paul Sem says, Cassandra is one of the coolest guests you guys have on your show. Oh. She is chill and she is so passionate passionate with what she believes. She's a fun follow on Twitter as well because of the fights she picks. <laughs> yes, that's true. Thanks. You pick a lot of fights. <laughs> I do. It's what Twitter's for. It yeah, it's so true. fun. Thomas Pen- uh, Prendergast says, Hey, Tim, I think you're looking at the divorce in an incorrect way. Stop, think on red states, red state, blue state, and start thinking about urban versus rural. Allow them to create a democratic alliance of city states, and we keep our republic. But then those city states would just collapse overnight because they have no resources. 
I think it's funny that then we could have the Hunger Games and let one of them out per year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little demented. The I'm bridges sorry. have all been shut up. You mentioned creating like new rural land, and I thought of the word subrural. Like we have suburban, you know, these like subrural. Yeah, subrural areas. No, they all what? need to stay out of the, the rural areas. <laughs> you city stay dwellers out. stay. City folk. <laughs> Tyler Mill says I used to be a neocon prior to Assange. Collateral murder was the video that red pilled me on the political realm. Aww. That combined with Ron Paul's farewell speech to Congress. Ron Paul was legit, is legit. And Rand Paul, I like him too. Mm-hmm. Abe says, why would the... Oh, it just jumped on me. How are you going to play me like that, YouTube? <sighs> Ryu Kirito says, I like how Tim Pool sounds like the character Edgar, farmer, skin suit alien, and men in black when <laughs> imitating Mitch McConnell. That's kind of the point. Sugar water. <laughs> also, Cass should check out Viva Frey's live stream on Sunday with Robert Barnes. I think she'd like it. We'll make a note. Let's see. Layla Zero says you should look up the quote of Benjamin Gates, Nicholas Cage, and National Treasure reading the portion of the Declaration of Independence. It states man's right and responsibility to stand against tyranny. National Treasure is a fun movie. The chief has spoken, says collateral murder is a crap story. That was my unit on the ground. Media used a story from one dishonorable soldier, McCord, who has been discredited by all other soldiers there. Media only pushed one story and hid all the others. I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed one story and hid all the others. But, uh, I mean, there's a video of them killing a bunch of people. Is it, you know. Snoops Net says, Tim, the difference between free speech and flying uh, the, the ISIS fl- and BLM flags is the groups those flags have come to represent imply the threat of violence against those around them. It's not free speech. It's territory marking. I agree. I think it's like gang signs. I honestly, I, I am the most pro free speech person generally, but I see them as actual threats. Like I don't, those flags represent you wanting to take away my right to free speech and my safety and the safety of the community that it's in. If you know, they say the same thing about the American flag and about the original 13 colony flag and the Gadsden flag. Yeah. And so then maybe there's conflict coming because nobody agrees. Yeah. And I am down. (laughs) And like, I can't even say what I actually think because I will be censored off of all of social media. But I I think people can assume what you really mean. I think that they can assume. Yeah. I think we want to live in peace and we want to be able to take care of our families. But I think the easiest way to, to put it is, you know, I've been reading about. The American Revolution. I've been reading about the Civil War, and I, I I love that quote from the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson, where he's I think they're in whether it's South Carolina, and they vote to uh, uh, go to war, and he says, "Mark my words, this will not be fought on some far off battlefield, far far away battlefield. It'll be fought in our homes, in our towns. Our children will learn of it with their own eyes." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what a lot of people don't realize. So, I I, I say that to Antifa. Because you know what, Joe Rogan, there's a quote from Joe Rogan, it's brilliant. He says, there's a, how many veterans do we have in this country? Like millions? These are guys who actually know what war is like and know what's going to happen. And these are the people who are saying, no, Plus, you dude, don't want they'll this. They'll be like strapping bombs to drones and flying them through your bedroom window. It's just terror. You do not want that. The, the, yeah, the, the level of technology at this point is going to be nightmarish. But Rogan made a really interesting point that these far leftists like Antifa are, are, are smashing away at the floodgates, trying to break them down. And the dudes on the other side, the veterans, the survivalists, the people who actually know what conflict is like and know how to survive, they're waiting, and you do not want that floodgate pouring out. Yeah, I think I'm not. I'm not worried. I don't like divorce. Divorce right now. That would be 
the best resolution, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think that we can coexist with people who we find morally reprehensible. Yeah. I find the left morally disgusting and reprehensible, and they find me morally disgusting and reprehensible. I don't know how you have a co- cohesive union that way. So instead of fighting, peaceful divorce. I, I, that's what I've been it. saying from the very beginning. Uh, a lot of people and have. I have to say, I covered some conflict uh, in my day, and every time I do it, everyone involved regrets it. Everyone. Yep. Uh, Barrel of Fun says, how can you guys possibly advocate for people not voting in GA and still be concerned about packing the court? If Dems have presidents in it in the House, the courts will be packed. Yep. I mean, and, I'm not advocating for people not to vote in Georgia. I am just saying that yeah, I Yeah, that don't wasn't care. you. Well, so my thing is like, clear so I don't is, is, did you think the Supreme Court was going to back Trump and his legal challenges? Well, then why do you care? <laughs> I thought that they would, actually. I was surprised. I, yeah. Well, it was because uh, even if they didn't, when it came to Texas, the question was whether or not they believe that they are obligated to take up the suits on original jurisdiction between states. Right. And the three Trump appointees were the were, were the, uh, what we needed to know. Alito and Thomas agreed we must the Supreme Court must take these cases. But it was Gorsuch, Gorsuch, how do you pronounce it, Gorsuch, mm-hmm. uh, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett. We didn't know how they'd rule, and they all said nope. We have no obligation to take this case. That's what happens when Trump takes. Well, Trump took advice from neocons and snakes and rhinos the whole entire time. And, you know, he appointed people like Bolton. He appointed yeah. people like uh, I love Maddox. Fun of that guy. And, what do you guys and, think of and then Bannon? we're supposed to be surprised that the people that he got lifetime appointments on the Supreme Court are not going to have his back back. I mean, Did, yep. Did you guys like Steve Bannon? Yeah. I don't, I don't really like have him. an opinion from this. Yeah, me the wrong I way. think he's all right. Yeah, I, I like him a lot better what, you know. than Pompeo or Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bolton was like laughably bad. Like, wow. People what was kept he saying thinking? I was anti-Trump because I was like, no, uh, Mattis and Bolton and Gina Haspel and all these people are very bad. Look, look at how they used to <laughs> cheer for Bill Barr and now they hate Bill Barr. Yeah. Right. It's 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 Trump is always right. That's, you know, to his most fervent supporters. Yeah. And then anybody who does oppose him is wrong. They're, they're good, you know, and, and Trump's the same thing, too. He'll be like, he's a great guy. I love him. He's the best. We're bringing him on. And then the month later when he fires him, he's just terrible. He was the worst. Everybody <laughs> agrees. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump should have fired more people. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, Net says, says, Tim, in the Fallout universe, the U.S. created another level of government between the states and federal government called commonwealths and split the U.S. into 13 commonwealths. Interesting. Eckert Music says, when you said there should be an America first or constitutionalist party, agreed. However... The Constitutionalist Party does exist. Check them out. I think they just need support. I Whatever. Uh, f- vote for not these people, I guess, man. Maybe not, voting not, is not the answer. Maybe being responsible for yourself, maybe taking charge of your own existence and not looking for yep. government to intervene in every little way. Maybe that will be the way that we could move forward from this in a me, peaceful me, resolution without demanding or pushing a gun on anyone. Imagine if, you know, where's Mitch McConnell? Is he Kentucky? Tennessee? Yeah, he's Kentucky? Kentucky, yeah. Okay, imagine if the people who were there were like, why would we vote for Mitch McConnell? And they voted for a different Republican, a Republican who actually supported the president. And right now, instead of saying, you know, don't support the president, even symbolically, you got somebody who was like, I think you should at least give Donald Trump your, your strong recommendation and fight for him, even if it means we go down fighting. Imagine if that's someone they voted for, instead they vote for the turtle guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's because people walk in and they go, um, R or D? Definitely R. Who's the R? Like, like you brought up that the, the trans Satanist anarchist yeah. won the Republican primary because they didn't think twice. They're just like Republican. 
Yep, and they wanted to recall their election because maybe of that. we just yep. take political parties off the ballots. I was just thinking you that. can be in a political party, you can fundraise for your political party, you can do all that normal stuff, but on the ballot, no one can see D or R. Just they see a bunch names. of names. Just a bunch of names or an intelligence test before voting. Yes, yeah. uh, I don't agree <laughs> with that. I'm joking. I'm I think here. people are allowed to be dumb. I'm being satirical. No, they're allowed to be dumb, but they should not necessarily be allowed to vote if they're dumb. Back in ancient Greece and Rome, I believe it was they they discussed how voting was a very serious responsibility and that it takes years and years to prepare to be able to vote. Um, and then we're just like, here, you want to vote, child? <laughs> You're 18, need. kid. Take it away. Now, yeah. now they want 16-year-olds to vote? No. Yeah. Low information mm-hmm. voters are the lifeblood of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Can't even drink alcohol yet, but here you go. Decide the fate of our country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or die for it. Yeah. yeah. My friends, smash that like button, hit the notification bell. We do the show live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. About ready to, to wind things down. But uh, Cassandra, do you want to mention your social media or anything? Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Cassandra Rules. I'm on Parlor at Cassandra. Um, the Cassandra Rules one's not me. And I write for Gateway Pundit. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. Check out my other channels, YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash News. Check out this show, TimCast IRL, on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a good review because it really does help boost us in the rankings. And then, you know, the higher, you know, iTunes puts you in the ranking list, the more likely people are to find you. And then it helps create a snowball effect. But I uh, really appreciate everyone hanging out, super chats, and all, the, and, and everyone smashing that like button. You can also check out Luke. Oh, I'm sorry. You were saying something? I was just admiring my official <laughs> We Are Change merchandise, which you could get on teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash We Are Change, since I also run the official We Are Change YouTube channel, which you could follow me on there as well. Very right on. Cool. Ian's chilling. Speaking of the We Advocating Are Change, for white uh, Teespring, I just ordered the, the Joe Biden socks. Yes. yes. We also have bikinis. Oh, I hear it. I hear it. Uh, I yeah, did and, not order. And, yes, <laughs> we have Joe Biden groping bikinis. They're yeah. uh, oh. it's a very good seller. So, yeah. if you guys love- and and Biden sn- sniffing your sh- your feet socks. Those I'm socks, really yeah. excited about okay. wearing those. Actually, yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, basically every social media network. Hit me up on Twitter if you'd like to at Ian Crossland. And of course, you can follow at Sour Patch Lids, who's been pressing all of the buttons. You can. I've been pressing all the buttons. Um, Sour Patch Lids, L Y D S. We will be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So, uh, everyone, thanks for hanging out. Again, smash that like button on your way out, and we will see you all next time. Bye, guys.